Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath Team Table War Hawaii. And welcome to the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where our aim is to help Dark Angels players improve their tactical and hobby skills so they can compete and enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. All right, today we've got quite a lot to do. We've got some new releases for both Horus Heresy and Warhammer 40,000 proper. We have some lists, lots and lots of lists, because people have been crowding the top tables in the month of February with Dark Angels lists, which is very exciting. It is, it is, it is big names. It is popping out there, y'all. Uh, we'll see if I achieved the same lofty heights with my list of the two tournaments I've attended so far in February, including literally the day before we recorded this. So we've got some mm-hmm. fresh, fresh information there. And Heath has some boarding actions to talk about, being a Navy man himself, most appropriate. We don't we don't take... do a lot of boarding these days on submarines, but historically it is one of our mission sets. So there it is. Uh, then in this month's uh, hobby challenge, we're going to see if any either Heath and I got a unit that got its points changed finished in the last month. Hint hint. Uh, I hope he, Heath brought his A game because I sure did. Uh, and last but not least, we're going to check in on our community comments from our January podcast. And boy howdy, did you guys come out in force? And we love it. We love it. Yeah. Turns out when you say some dumb stuff, people comment about it. (laughs) So a correction was issued. I did make it. I made a mistake. So uh, that's all about. Yeah. Thanks for keeping us honest. So. All right. But first things first, Bailey, in the Mm -hmm. pre-show, I saw you sipping on something. You got to watch. What do you got? All right. Full disclosure. uh, I'm a liquor salesman. This is one of my brands. So right now in my, my hand, I have the Buchanan's Pineapple. It's the number one flavored scotch in the world. Hmm. Okay. And you might ask yourself, how did they manage that? And it's like, well, when you're the only flavored scotch in the world, you get to be number one. <laughs> That's simple. Okay. Uh, All right. But it's a, uh, I, I prefer it on the rocks. I've, uh, and it's like, it's light, refreshing. It's smoky. It's pineapple. It's like, imagine if you put pineapple on the grill and grilled it if that's good that's that. by the way y'all that's real good you should do it yeah it is really it's yeah. fantastic yeah you marinate it and stuff so like um if you like that flavor you will like this um and it's it's built for the cocktails basically is what it's mm-hmm. basically built for it very good what do you got heath all right so this right here this is uh a glass of uh jefferson's ocean voyage 24 uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a whiskey uh, made by Jefferson's. The Ocean brand is a series where they uh, once they distill the the liquor, they put it into the casks and they put the casks into shipping containers and put them on a boat and they just ship it around the world for for three years just in a shipping container. Yeah. So the the motion and the salt air and the heat and the cold and the transitions does to the does to the the spirit what it did back in the age of sail. So. Um, this is a. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good, good, y'all. It's got a. It's a. It's a sweet, spicy, very, very, very smooth. Yeah, and it's got just a just a gorgeous color, especially oh, yeah. in that in that in this uh, cut crystal glass. So yeah, if you, if you're not a, a big liquor person, the humidity and the climate in which any sort of barrel aged spirit is stored it has massive impact so that's why like you would put it on a boat as opposed to putting it on a mountain or putting it by the beach or in the middle of indiana or wherever like that all that stuff mm-hmm. matters so that's yeah that's why this is such a special thing that heath has because they they put a lot of effort into it all now right, that we've established so. how fancy we are let's get yes. to it <laughs> so, let's get to it so with all we are, of our we are fancy, gentlemen of we are gentlemen of money, means yeah, with our with our fancy liquor money, we're going to come out and spend sixty dollars on some Skyrunners, right, Heath? These the these are the jet bikes 
for Horus Heresy, uh, they can put like multi-meltas and Volkite and I mm. think plasma cannons on them and they look cool. I don't think they have 40k rules. If they, I got a link there in the notes. Uh, and uh, that should work hopefully. And if you click on it and look at it, uh, they look Open pretty neat. Uh, probably super OP if you let Dark Angels players have these things. But boy howdy, if we get access to this imagine having bikes that have jink that can advance and shoot at a minus one and they've got multi-meltas and well um, we already have that they're called land speeders but true yeah but if they were core because they're bikes then that would be exactly and Um, you can bring them back when they die ah yes yeah that that'd be fun yeah and they probably um, move fast yeah well because, yeah, because they would get the auto-advance thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that it would be neat. It would be good. Uh, but I don't really see it happening. Uh, yeah. And everyone's, you know, everyone's already frothing at the mouth about how, you know, um, Semiles Corvex was supposed to be the last working Imperial jet bike in history. Oh, and then it turns out yeah. the, <laughs> the custodians have just warehouses full of them. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, if you, yeah, that's that's been a sore point for me as well. I understand, and yeah, this would just make it worse. But you never yeah. know. Uh, the Admech came up with had Primaris hidden away for how many thousands of years on Mars, and magically mm-hmm. there it is. So you never know. All right, so thirty eight dollars, you get a character. It's Captain Messinius, and it looks like it's an Ultramarine special character. That's Captain, but also an apothecary. But he's got a Talbird. He's got laurels on his helmet. I mean, if you want a cool, different kind of apothecary that's kind of robed a little bit, or at least got the Talbird, could be fun. Um, you know, if you just like to buy hmm. other things and convert them, there's opportunity I'm, there. I'm not really a fan of the short cloak, uh, but I mean, there's definitely something something to work with there. Any any cool new character is a. Uh, I like to use them as uh, veteran sergeants or sergeants for oh, my yeah, intercessors. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Speaking of intercessors, we've got a boarding action box, $110. This is a boarding patrol for playing the boarding action mini version of Warhammer 40,000. And we've got, let me make sure I got this right. I'm going to click on this. So we've got a Captain and Gravis armor. We've got some assault intercessors and we got some heavy intercessors. Interesting. Yeah. This is the second box that's got heavy intercessors that's just come out. It's almost like we, they really want us to play with heavy intercessors, really, which you should really want we'll to find s- out. We'll they're talk really about trying it. to move them heavy, heavy intercessors. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then speaking of that, the strike force Augustus, <laughs> which went on pre-order yesterday. So we have the price $200. Yes, there are five heavy intercessors in there, so you can get some, but along with them is that new brutalis dread close combat redemptor dreadnought essentially. And if you're mm. like me, punchy is always better than shooty. So I'm all about this well, guy. You don't have to have one. You can have both because your boy's got two nipple multi melters, like and then and then iron hail on top. So it's true. Uh, and you know what the best part about this dreadnought is? It's got a ten inch move. Oh, that's, that's good. He scoots. Yep. I, he's got the scooting boogie sauce. I like yeah. that. And then you've got these ten demolition or desolation marines, the ones with the crazy rockets that everyone's been uh, teasing about on the internet. Uh, but here's the thing, Dark Angels players, right? We get plus one to hit if we stand still, so the minus one gets ignored. The only thing that we are giving out that is a problem, um, and it came up at my tournament, is that I didn't realize this was in the data slate that they added to this, that when you shoot indirect, not only are you minus one, but your opponent gets plus one to their save. Plus one to the save, yeah. Yeah. So and- um, I, 
I could see a five-man unit of these being worth it, just because, like, you know, if they have a small unit of a backfield objective sitters, yeah, uh, this like scarabs or you know a unit of like dark elder warrior or something like that, this will definitely make them th- will, will consider that a little more carefully. Um, it's less common to put beefy stuff on the backfield objectives unless you're a space where you don't really have a choice. But right, uh, look, like which you know, have your feelings about the models one way or the other. That's perfectly fine. Um, I, I think that the data slate has utility in the dark in the dark angels toolkit. So yeah, and I think it's gonna they're gonna be a meta choice like anything else. Primaris in any sort of Space Marine unit period. If you run into a lot of guard and someone's like, "Here's my 120 guardsmen," you know it's gonna really rip through all those those Desolation Marines. At least I think at, they have the potential to do it. At the very least, this will let you take you know one unit of troops instead of two because these guys can just sit on your home objective and oh, that's true. Pew 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 pew. Yo, shoot their their uh their indirect fire, like, fifth element guns all day long, and then your infiltrators that you brought will sit on another objective that's out in no man's land. It's sticky that, and, you know, I, I think there's I think there's a use case here. If it was, I like a stone-cold killer. If a stone-cold killer mm-hmm. would ask me what the red button mm-hmm. on the side of the gun is for. <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines, paraphrasing. Something but anyway, along those huge, lines. Huge fan of that movie. So we're going to go to the MetaWatch, uh, Heath. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Uh, I forgot to put the link in the first bit, but we did get a Games Workshop official Metal Watch, uh, and this is important for us based on what the metrics that they use to write the balanced daddy slates. Yeah, so this says uh, Dark Angels are on officially on the bubble uh, with a 57% win rate. So everyone's predictions were correct. Uh, the changes to the Space Marines, uh, notably the change in Doctrines, uh, the change in their secondary objectives and the points changes were very, very, very favorable to the first legion. So five, seven percent win rate. That's two percent over what they consider acceptable. So it's not unthinkable that we could see a, an adjustment. I don't know if fifty-seven is enough to warrant an emergency adjustment. Usually, that's if you're in, if they're above sixties. Like, you know, the right. Harlequins used to be or uh, the old um, night guard lists. But yeah, uh, heads up if you're, you know, <laughs> it's it's there's something to think about there. So um, and just to kind of illustrate that 57 percent is a thing. We now have just an absolute slew Amazing of stuff. So um some of the best players in the world are playing Dark Angels, and how can you tell a faction is good? Because the best players in the world go pick it up. So uh, your boy Manny Chima, uh, he was, I think he finished in the top five or six in the world uh, in the 2022 season. Uh, apologize, I didn't look that statistic up. But uh, he picked up he Dark Angels. And he was leading, he was in the top three for most of the season, right? You know, LVO always yeah. throws everybody, all the calculations off because it's such a big event. But uh, he featured in two events uh, that we're going to talk about today. The first one was Cross Swords 40K. Uh, so the beginning of February uh, over in Merry Old England. So, and you're going to see a, a theme develop here for the list that we're going to talk about. So uh, first of all, this is Manny's list from the Cross Swords. So it's what clearly just one Arcs of Omen detachment. The compulsory type is fast attack. So he's got two Talon Masters. Right. Uh, the first one has uh, Rights of War. The second one has Arbiter's Gaze. And then he's got Samael, 
Then troops, he's got one squad of incursors with the Haywire Mines, because they're free. Then elites, he's got a decisive tactician apothecary. So not the free, not the selfless healer apothecary, but a decisive tactician apothecary. And then terminators. So this is a 10-man squad of terminators, 330 points. Um, One, two, three, four, five storm shields. Uh, Correction, six storm shields, four power fists, two cyclones. That's a lot of, that's good. <laughs> that's a lot of DACA. Right? Uh, and then you've got another squad of Terminators with one, two, three, four, five, six Storm Shields and two Cyclones and four Power Fists, right? The Cyclones are on the Power Fists, so that way they get or they get a Storm Bolter as well. So that's 20 Terminators, uh, two Talon Masters, and then five Black Knights. So now we've got... Uh, one, two, three individual land speeder tornadoes, right? With an assault cannon okay. and multi-melta, right? Um, so this is an interesting play because it makes them MSU, right? So they can shoot around. You don't keep them in one squadron so that damage doesn't overflow on them. It makes the use of your high-speed focus stratagem a little less efficient. But um, if they're going to shoot a bunch of stuff at them, it, they, they can't overflow damage and kill the whole squadron. So... I think that's I think that's a good choice. And then you can three... blind drop uh, in deployment because instead of dropping one thing and having three, you have three separate drops and they're all small and fast. So you, you basically, it, to me, I wouldn't think it wouldn't really matter where you put them because they're so quick to reposition. So you just drop yeah. one. Yeah. All right, show me where your good stuff is. All right, drop this one. Show me something good. And so that's you all, just also part of the fix game. Your, fix your deployment, yeah. And then we got three yeah. land speeder vengeances. So six lands. <laughs> yeah. So um, clearly, so that, that hits you 2,000 points on the nose. Uh, oh, sorry. I think I missed something. There's a Ravenwing Champion. The Ravenwing yes. Champion has the, has the Blade of Triumph. So that's the Relic Champion weapon. He's the Chapter Champion. Uh, and he's the Imperium's Sword. This is Warlord Trait. So start with one CP, 2,000 points on the nose. Uh, what do you think, Bailey? I like it. There's a lot of little things in here that we've talked about in the past and things I've run. Like, I love the Tornadoes. I love the Assault Cannon. love the Multi-Melta. Uh, I know you've run several Landspeeder Vengeances before, and we've talked about it extensively. And by having multiple ones, you kind of fight through the Blast Dive variants. Um, and mm-hmm. then also just kind of looking at what we're getting ready to... Like, what was what I saw in my games, you know, there were some big squads out there, Guardsmen. You can just... I mean... It's kind of a waste to shoot them with plasma, but you know if you got to clear out guardsmen, you're just going to get six shots in there, essentially, yeah. or at least three. Uh, the five man black knight. I have some five man black knight stories to tell, so this very good can confirm. Uh, and okay. then the big terminator lists. Um, so this was one of the things that we've been talking about, and I've seen everywhere. And the fact that Battle Scribe lets you put a cyclone missile launcher on a Thunderhammer Storm Shield guy. But depending on how you look at the rule book, you can't because it goes hmm. on the 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 thunder the, the cyclone missile launcher has to go on a storm bolt or power fist guy. And okay. I got into a discussion with some tos the other day talking about the fact that there was an FAQ that said you couldn't like swap in and out weapons, like you couldn't play some sort of like recycle money laundering game to get the weapon profile you want. And I was having a hard time finding it, so. And I also noticed that a couple things on the FAQ page have changed. So if you haven't looked at the FAQ page recently, go look at it. It's because some things have changed, have been updated, and I didn't recognize the FAQ document from the last time I looked at it. So please go look up 
your FAQs and for your relevant armies and make sure you haven't missed anything recently because I feel like I I wasn't seeing what I was looking for. So I think that might also be a part of this is when you actually look at the codex, you have to run Cyclone, Power Fist, Stormbolter. But somewhere I saw an FAQ that said that you could you could actually put the Cyclone Missile Launcher on the Thunderhammer Stormshield guy, but it might have been an old FAQ because when I went looking for it, I couldn't find it. So I'm I'm at a loss. I, my list for okay. next weekend for Cagbash, I put them on there, and I'm maybe the TO will see it and say, no, you can't do that. And I'll be like, don't worry. I have guys with Power Fist and Storm Bolters. I'll just swap them out, put them on there. Thank you for letting me know I can't do that. Better this way to do that is just to... Just to contact the TO ahead of time and get yeah. his get his get his word on the ruling, just yeah. uh, for completeness' sake. So the Deathwing Terminator Squad entry says uh, for every five models in this unit this unit contains one Deathwing Terminator Stormbolter can be replaced with one of the following: an assault cannon, heavy flamer, a plasma cannon, or a, a Stormbolter, or one Stormbolter and one Cyclone missile launcher. Uh, and then there's another bullet point for warger options that says any number of models can have their storm bolter and power fist or power sword replaced with two lightning claws or a thunderhammer storm shield. So the question there is, can you replace the storm bolter with a storm bolter and a cyclone, and then take the other thing? Right. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't looked at the thing because, to be honest, I just took Battle Scribe's word for it. Uh, so yeah. good on you for calling that to my attention. Let's see if the wording in the uh, main space ring codex is any different. Uh, I don't know if you if that matters in the sense because the you can't mix weapon types. That's in the main true. Space yeah. Ring book. So, but it uses the same like the bullet point entry for the range weapon or the range heavy weapon is the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, good. Good call. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Well, uh, let us know your thoughts out. below. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, failing a definitive ruling in the FAQ, um, you know, obviously contact your tournament organizer to get their opinion on the matter before you do it. Uh, Manny's list right here, you know, falls in this falls in the safe category of just using one of those bullet point entries to do so. But hey, um, having storm bolters not a bad thing. No, and power fists are great; they're real good. Uh, so two damage minus three. Um, so when. Yeah, when you consider yeah. Thunderhammer is only minus two now, and this is something that's relevant, um, which I'll get to my tournament section. I'll tell you, like this, I'm trying to get Chain Fist into my list because of how relevant this is. So it's not a bad thing necessarily. Huh. Uh, also, did you see that there was the Apothecary with Decisive Tactician in this too? There's a yes, foot Apothecary, uh, did. regular one. Yeah, so I think, so what he's looking for here, he's not looking to res people. I mean, you, you can pay the CP to do it, but uh, he's looking to get the feel of pain, and that decisive tactician in a Terminator list helps you position, you know, move and position yourself very, yep. very good. Also, usually you see chaplains with Terminator lists. Uh, this does not have that. But the two Talonmasters is really the two Talonmasters is really nice. I imagine the Rights of War Talonmaster will hang out with the Terminators to give them obsec, mm -hmm. uh, and Samael will hang out, and the other Talonmaster will hang out with the Black Knights. And the champion, um, I'd imagine the champion is just there to troubleshoot. I don't really know because yeah. uh, he's got a blade of triumph, so he's clearly intended for combat. So um, he, he can do. He's got a lot of attacks, and their strength eight, neg three, three flat damage, no negs to hit, hits on twos, rerolls wounds against characters, uh, fights first, has a big heroic intervention towards enemy characters. Yeah. Like that guy, yeah. he he's there to crump. So uh, this no is a... invuln though. That I don't think no uh, minus one to hit. 
You might as well to hit in close combat, but he's definitely a, a he's a glass hammer missile. He goes in. Is he minus he one kills. to hit in close combat? Uh, yeah, he... because champions have a parry. The chapter champion gets a minus one to hit parry rule on them. If I remember I... correctly, I thought as that a... was. Only in melee, though. You, you can shoot at him and he's not minus one, but if he gets in combat, it's sort of like how Baal has a minus one to be shot. Sh- yeah, uh, well, that's, in combat. that's... It's very similar. Yeah, that's... Oh, hold on. Ravewing, Deathwing Champion. It might not be on the base profile. I think it might be on the chapter champion on upgrade the, On profile. the champion upgrade? Yeah. Yeah, when I ran uh, that Deathwing the super... champion... So, he's got... so there's the, the six-inch row convention against characters, mm-hmm. the command squad rule, the turbo boost rule... Fight first is martial superiority. Um, look up that. I'm going as quick as I can. Yeah, no worries, dude. I just yeah. I I've played with the Deathwing and this Ravenwing guy. When we had martial interdiction, this guy was amazing for that because you could you can sneak him in places real quick. He kills it, and then you swift strike away and hide him so he doesn't get killed. Yes, that was my uh, favorite thing to do with Samuel because he had because he had a fly right and you just yep. roll out. Just roll in, you know, nuke somebody and roll out chapter command. And this is where this guy's advantage over somebody else that his sword is uh, with all the bonuses with like Imperium sword when he charges is strength eight Mm -hmm. and he has three flat damage as opposed to two. And that's a pretty big difference, especially going into things that have damage reduction. So given a chapter, so making him a chapter champion uh, per the the uh, chapter command rule in the main rule book gives the following abilities. Skillful parry. So he is minus one to hit in combat. Exquisite Swordsman, he rerolls wounds against characters. And Chapter Champion, he has five base attacks and leadership nine. Yep. That's real just good. A, and the Blade of Triumph. The, the Blade of Triumph is a plus three, minus three, damage three. Get wrecked, nerds. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. cl- cl- clearly, this list uh, is intended to take advantage of uh, the just absolutely abusive wording on Codex Warfare. Uh, everything's heavy weapons. Every gun, I think, almost is a heavy weapon. And then you've got the five black knights that you can uh, do cheeky uh, plasma overcharge stuff with. And oh, yeah. Manichima clearly is one of the best players in the world. Uh, so his movement is going to be very precise and he's going to and, and be thinking ahead. So Codex Warfare, you're going to take um, this list will probably also score engage very well uh, because you can oh, yeah. get those multi-melta tornadoes. Uh, they're very, very fast. They're very fast. So um, this is a pretty gnarly list. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. All right. So, but we are, I think we're, we've seen all these lists that we're talking about here today and a lot of stuff that I've tried to play really has kind of stabilized down to this hammer and anvil style, right? Where you've got just the absolute bricks. Oh, um, I, I, I want to point Terminator out Manny, bubs. real quick, mm-hmm. 195, 92. He won 195 to 92 in that final. Yikes. Just, just to shout that out real quick. Cause I just saw the mm-hmm. score here as we're looking through. Sorry to interrupt. That's a hell of a that's, score. That's, that's <laughs> insane. That is amazing. That must've been one of the greatest games of Warhammer ever played. Yeah. Giving up 92 points is, is, <laughs> is hard, but 90. Oh man. Yeah. That's who was the, what was the final matchup? Uh, he played space wolves. So like, be, like Ooh. just beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> nice. Like the lore, okay. the lore hammer people are out in force parading in the streets, fireworks, can... champagne settings, like, you, you know can be, yeah, you can be, uh, you can be fluffy and competitive at the same time. So, all right, well done, sir. Uh, okay, so next, um, what was the other? Let's let's look at this other, the other Manny list. We have another Manny list, right? 
Yes. Uh, I'm going to give a quick Which shout out that? to uh, this Paul Woodman we've talked about before while you're looking for that. Because that was sort of the like in the timeline of, of our show notes. The next event was mm-hmm. Captain Con. Uh, and that was in Rhode Island. And Paul Woodman, who I know we've talked about before, I recognize the name. He ran Deathwing, Hero Hammer, Dark Angels with lots of big Terminator blocks and some Black Knights with Inner Circle. So he ran the first company rules. Uh, and this is, again, from Goonhammer. That's where we get a lot of our information. So Paul got sixth place at that tournament. So congratulations, oh, Paul, for making I'm, the top of the leaderboard again. I've got the list here if you want it for Captain Con. Oh, so, there we go. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Paul real quick. All right. So uh, once again, Ark Solomon. So we've got a no Sorg is a chief apothecary, uh, selfless healer. So HQs, we have Ezekiel. Uh, it does not list the psychic powers that he's taken, unfortunately. But uh, then Interrogator Chaplain uh, with a uh, Bancher of Strength, Canticle of Hate, uh, Litany of Hate. So here in the chapter, Relic, Teeth of Terror, Wise Order. Right. So oh. your, uh, your, your, your Dark Angel Slaplin with Teeth of Terror and Wise Order. So that Teeth of Terror is going to be hitting. I mean, this is, I think, nine attacks, three damage. Uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. Okay. And then you got Lazarus. Like Lazarus, which you know, as we've discussed, Lazarus is really good for psychic defense, right? And he's a captain, so there you go. Um, interesting neat note I've also seen a couple of lists floating around out there. We'll come back to this in a second. Uh, where they would have Lazarus and Samael in the same list and pay the one CP for the heroic support to have two captains, nice. right? So that way you can have the fast captain and the I'm gonna sit next to my Terminator's captain, but okay. Uh, so we've got. Those three HQs, Zeke, Lazarus, and the Chaplain. Then we've got a six-man Blade Guard veteran squad. Nice. Good. Uh, a Deathwing Ancient with the Penance. Good. Then a Deathwing Terminator squad, once again. Uh, so this is going to be one, two, three, four, five Thunderhammers. Uh, two Chain Fists and Cyclones. Uh, two sets of lightning uh, paired Lightning Claws. And then the Sergeant has a Power Sword. Right? And then another Death Ring Terminator squad, which is just stock, so all Power Fists and Storm Bolters, 10-man. Okay. And then another Death Wing Terminator okay, squad, that's for. which is five Thunder Hammers, two Chain Fists with Storm Bolters and Cyclones, two Lightning Claw Pairs, and the Sergeant with a Power Sword. So 30 Terminators. Uh, and then a three-man Black, Black Knight squad. And then a two-man... Looks like... Oh, this is kind of cut off, actually. 165 points, so this is five Terminators. Yeah. Uh, this is a regular Terminator squad, not a Deathwing Terminator squad. They still have the inner circle rule, but why he took this, I think, is because he took a teleport homer. Yep. So he can tell. So he can. You can pick him up. You can basically do a free redeploy, uh, a la Phobos units with him, which is very handy for trying to get behind enemy lines and that kind of stuff. So Cyclone missile launcher. Uh, Four Terminators with Power Fists and, and the Power Sword and the Teleport Homer. So one, two, three, four, five. It's like Deathwing Ancient Blade Guard. Everything has uh, the Deathwing keyword or Inner Circle keyword. So the entire so this all these Terminators are OPSEC. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah. I, I see that see full, that full, full Stormbolter squad, I bet that's for Deathwing Assault. So if there's like a big chaff unit, they come in, he pays the thing, they get plus one to wound, and you just clear out T3 models. Like if you're running into it, Gaunts or it could Guardsmen. Be. It could be. Um, also, 
Uh, I mean, it could be a model imitation. Yeah, to be honest. But uh, this one doesn't feeling. lean quite as quite as heavily into the um, the heavy weapons. So Codex Warfare is doable, absolutely. But this is a uh, move to the tactical doctrine and then move to the assault doctrine army, I believe, because you've yeah. only got one Ravenwing unit that would really benefit from the Devastator doctrine. So yeah, and there's and there's only I guess there's four cyclone launchers. So if you can get some some cheap cheek shots off on turn one, turn two with those cyclones. Uh, who does his actual warlord in this list? Uh, the actual warlord appears to be. Uh, we willing to bet that it's the interrogator chaplain. Yeah, but it doesn't actually say. Nope, extra guard. It's the apothecary. Okay. The apothecary is the warlord, which is important uh, for purposes of using your one CP dark angel stratagem that flips people doctrines. So, okay. Uh, yeah, this is a, an old school list, um, but I imagine it does quite well. How would he place in this tournament? Sixth out of 63. Okay. Yeah, six out of 63. So, well done, sir. Yes, congrats. All right. Glad to see you back on the list. Let's look at uh, Manny's other list. from. So, this is from Beachhead Brawl. Uh, so, back to the Hammer and Anvil. So we've got a Blade Guard Ancient with a Pen of Remembrance. Uh, I think the Blade Guard Ancients, he's a chapter ancient as well. He's just cheaper than a Deathwing Ancient. He's like he's like 90 points uh, out the gate with the Pennant. Um, unfortunately, he can't take the actual, like, uh, like, a close combat weapon. Whereas a Deathwing Ancient can have a Thunderhammer Storm Shield for free, which is amazing. But, uh, yeah. So then we've got... Uh, a unit of five incursors, two Talon Masters, same thing before, Rites of War, Arbiter's Gaze, one of them's the Warlord. The two big blobs of Terminators with the Thunderhammer, uh, with the two Cyclones and six Storm Shields. Oh, wait, hold on, this is different. Now he's got eight Storm Shields. Oh, and this one, he actually put the Storm Shields on the Cyclones. Okay. The Cyclones on the Storm Shields. So he's got two blobs of ten Terminators with all Thunderhammer Storm Shield and two Cyclones per. Okay. And then he's got another blob of five Terminators, with one cyclone and five storm shields. Who knows? All right. All right. So, see previous conversation. Re can't, is it legal? Is it not legal? Uh, apparently, this tournament allowed it. So, yeah. okay. So that's twenty-five terminators with a lot of storm shields, and then we have a, a apothecary with a uh, uh, on a bike with the decisive tactician. So different than a foot apothecary. The same Ravenwing champion with the blade of triumph. Uh, and then the same fast attack contingent of six uh, slots, three vengeances with heavy bolters, and three tornadoes with multi multis and assault cannons. Nineteen ninety five points, no CP to start. So okay. what the date was? So this is February tenth. So this is the uh, next week after the previous one. So this list is what he did after the previous list. So, um, looks like more Terminators than the last one. There's no Sammy in this list, is there? And there's no Sammy. There, oh, no, there he is, there he is, there he is, I see him. Did No, no, there. I just flipped. Uh, this is oh, the Cross Swords. I flipped okay. back, yeah. So, I'm sharing my screen to Bailey so that he can yeah. see what I'm looking at, <laughs> in case everybody's questioning. But, uh, yeah, so... We're Mad Men, that's what it is. Mad Men, yeah, Mad Science. So, five Incursors, two Talon Masters, 25 Terminators, a Blade Guard Ancient with the Pennant, um, so it looks like he 
felt he needed. So there's no black knights. Um, huh? What do you think? What do you, uh, what, why do you think he made these changes? Is it a meta choice or is it a like a change in the way he wanted to play the list? I think part of it, part of its ruling, like we were talking about, maybe someone said, "Hey, no, you can do this." So you get more thunder hammers and storm shields in. Uh, maybe what he, with the individual units giving the rerolls. Just, do you really need to put full rerolls on one tank or one uh, land speeder? So you're not really getting the max out of your chapter master reroll on semi on Samael when you don't have like an attack bike squad or a giant squad of like knights. I would think so. I could maybe see well, that. It's good for a five man squad of knights, right? And remember, Samael can put that chapter master reroll on the talent master because the chapter master buffs That's work true. on work on characters as well as core units. So, um, interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know specifically what the, what the difference in play is here. Is there anything in the article about it? Uh, well, the interesting thing I would point out about this is that JC bar, Barnum, Barnum, Seb- Barnum, uh, he yeah. also played dark. Angel. So this was a dark angel versus dark angels of, top table at a 129 person event wow okay so uh and who, who so, won like, so Manny, Manny won up. i assume uh it just see it says uh yeah Manny won 99 and 67 so here for jay's list let's, i'm gonna pull it out to look at it because it looks like it's a little it's got some different stuff so it's got the champion but not completely buffed out with the reliquary of the repentant and you have uh, Ravenwing apothecary uh, with with the selfless yep. healer, he had yep. Azrael, Primaris Chaplain on bike, with all with the Mace of Redemption, Wise Order, Talon Master, Arbiter's Gaze, Infiltrator Squad, Infiltrator Squad, Terminator Squad. That's got the Watcher, uh, lots of Thunder Hammer, Storm Shields, and then the Cyclone Missiles. In this one, have Chain Fist and Storm Bolter, which chain fists are nig four ap inherently mm-hmm. so and yeah. you get flat three damage against vehicles which is important he's got 10 black knights uh and two and squads of five though two squads of five yeah yep. Yep, two uh five man squads then he's got the he's got he has he does not have nine attack bikes he has seven he has seven. one three man and two two mans and then only two land speeder vengeances but he so, starts with three cp yeah which means he can move those. Um, he can move the Black Knights at the beginning of the game if he wants. That's a big thing there. Hmm. I don't know. Um, one of I don't know if I want to do that. So not nearly and, as many Terminators. Um, lots more bikes. Lots more Melta. More infiltrators, nope, so he can't get deep struck on. Um, does or he have a he does, on. does he have a pendant of remembrance? On a, no. no champion, though. No champion. No, okay. No, no That's a big difference. And I think that probably was one of the things that may have swung this game. Because the pen of remembrance on a big brick of Terminators just makes them so durable. But the Reliquary yeah. debuffs the Invil save on the on the Storm Shields. So, um, yeah, that's a tough matchup. But it was, uh, you said, 90-something to 60-something? Yeah, 99 so, to 67 Manny. So more shooting, Terminators won. All those, all that high quality Melta shooting into Terminators uh, probably was one of the things that swung the game because it just didn't really. You know, his the Manny's list was really good at blunting the efficiencies that uh, I think the attack bike list counts on. 
Yeah. So, and then doesn't have the durability that he then uses all of his missile launchers and the, stuff. The on twenty the man wall. shield, the twenty five man shield wall does. And yeah. um, if you can get a hold of the the meltabite or the the speeders with those meltas, they'll hurt them. But those speed the the vengeance speeders have a thirty six inch range. You're never going to see them. They're going to sit in the backfield, slide around, just slide around and shoot. So um, okay, interesting. Well, hey, hundred thirty player major with. Dark Angel versus Dark Angel versus Fallen. Who who knows who knows the good, who knows who the good guy is? Exactly. Um, interesting. Uh, at a, right. at another 130 person event, the Stud Snotling. Uh, this was in Ontario, Canada. Uh, Glimpf, Ontario, Canada. Do you have this one up? Okay. I do. I just gotta pull the player's name, Mister Vincent Koopman. Yep. Steve. Is it Vincent Cooper? Yep. Just didn't want Vincent to get lost since we jumped him on the notes. Yeah. And yep. for those All of right, you that are see. wondering, yes, it's this is year three of the podcast, and we just now were like, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Let's share our screens the whole time so we can actually pay <laughs> attention a, to what we're doing. Yeah, this is a high quality production here. We're doing great. Okay. Um, so let's see. Oh, this was generated with not battle scribes, so it's a slightly different format. Okay. So here's what we got. Uh, HQ is Ezekiel with Repugnance, Mindworm, nice. and Engulfing Fear. Uh, two Talon Masters. One's got Arbiter's Gaze. One's got Rights. Uh, two five-man squads of Infiltrators with Helix Gauntlets, because why not? They're free. Yeah. Uh, then I've got in the Elites, which appears to be the Compulsory Selection. Uh, actually, no. I don't think it's the Compulsory Selection. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, so Elites, he's got an Apothecary with Decisive Tactician. Just a foot apothecary, mm -hmm. firstborn. Again, interesting. That's the second time we've seen that. A blade guard ancient with the pen of remembrance because it's cheap. It's seventy five points. This is not the chapter ancient. Yeah. Uh, so he's got ten deathwing terminators. Uh, so we've got sergeant with a thunderhammer. Uh, the two deathwing terminators with cyclones and thunderhammers. Seven deathwing terminators with thunderhammers and storm shields. So this again. Um, is this generated with this might be generated with the GW app? Yeah, that's what it I appears was to it appears to allow you to use uh, cyclones and thunderhammers. So okay, there, we go. there we go. Um once again, check your GTO because the rules aren't clear. But so uh another one of those same squads. So two Deathwing Terminator squads with eight storm shields and two or ten storm shields and two cyclones and a watcher in the dark. Then five black knights uh with Corvus Hammers and then a Ravenwing yep. Champion. With a Blade of Triumph, Chapter Champion, uh, Imperium Sword, and yep. a Black Knight Bike uh, with the Astartes Grenade Launcher. That's 70 oh, okay. points, dude. That's 70 points. Yeah, he's cheap and oh very awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, so oh, so yeah. here's why. I, um, so, yeah, so he's got uh, one, two, three actual elite choices and three elite characters. Yeah. So... You can remember uh, Arcs of Omen, you get th up to three elites, and then you get up to six elite characters. Yeah. Right? And so normally you could just say, all right, well, my elites are the prime, or my, my compulsory, but he has four fast attacks, three yep, vengeances with assault is. cannons, and two attack, and, sorry, and one, just one attack bike, not one attack squad, just one attack bike with a multi multa. Yep. Hey, I have 50 points left over. Chuck that guy in. Um, exactly. So. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. 
I like that. I like uh, also what we're seeing today, or um, we've seen Azrael, Ezekiel, and Sammy across all these lists so far. But and Lazarus, re- and Lazarus. So we've seen and all Lazarus. the big names except for Baal. Sorry, R.I.P. And Asmodai. no Asmodai. but oh, R.I.P. Uh, but the <laughs> Talon Masters seem to be holding through. The Talon Masters are seem to be on the comeback. Um, yeah, so. the lack of armor contempt uh, really put him back yep. on the map. It really did. So uh, double yeah. double infiltrators again, Heath. You've been preaching about double infiltrators. Another list with double infiltrators. Y'all, I played against Angron a couple weeks ago, and infiltrators make a difference because <laughs> that guy. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, don't let him touch you. Um, don't <laughs> oh, no. let him touch you. Okay. So. This list, um, the Talon Masters and all the Land Speeders and the Attack Bike and Cyclones. So yeah, once again, this is going to abuse Codex Warfare and just put a bunch of Terminators in the way and make them just look, man. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get through that. Twenty Terminators, especially when there's a pennant in play. Uh, so I'm a fan of making the Ancient uh, the Chapter Ancient. You know why that is, Bailey? Because yeah, the he gives chap- you the double, the double. He take, no, he can't take that relic because oh, when you die on death, you go up to two weapon ballista skill two. No, right? that's that's old school. So okay. the blade guard, sorry, the ancient. If you make him the chapter ancient, um, you can take the steadfast example, which isn't double obsec. It's, it's double obsec for things that are already obsec. Yeah, right. So which would not work in this list, uh, but what it does do is it gives you just the base rule, the chapter banner. The chapter banner, uh, in addition to being a fight on death banner, uh, lets you pick a friendly chapter unit and give them plus one to hit in melee. Okay. That's so good. if you're taking two big blobs of Thunderhammer Storm Shields, I can give you plus one to hit in melee with that. And when I charge in, I can use Fury the First, another plus one to hit. And now I'm hitting you on twos with Storm Shields. Or I'm That's hitting you on good. twos with Thunderhammers while I'm charging. Right. And then if yeah. you charge me, I'm hitting on twos anyway, because you know from the combination of the banner and the or the Dark Angel's chapter tactic. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good, right? So if you can find the ten or fifteen points to do that, um, I would recommend it. I think it's fifteen points. So oh, you, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, it makes me want to finish painting my uh, Blade Guard Ancient I got over here on the on the desk. I I actually uh, I took the so when I went to Warhammer World last year, I picked up a Cataphracti Terminator uh, with a Thunderhammer and a Combi weapon, I think. Um, nice. And my, my buddy Joe and I had a little bet going about some of the, the American football games, uh, which I won. And so he is going nice. to paint that character for me uh, this week. So, well, Epic. maybe not this week. Yeah. But he's got the model and he's working on painting it. So, and it's going to be my Terminator engine because I magnetized a little back banner for him, you know, made a storm shield for him. It's going to be nice. So anyway. Nice. Okay. Um, so once again, this is a very hammered animal style list. A lot of shooting, right? The thing with these land speeder vengeances is their strength eight base, two damage base, and they overcharge to nine three, which is good. Oh yeah, which is good. And three AP is once again it's it's effective again now that armor contempt is not in the meta anymore. So, but uh, the double infiltrators, I'm a real big fan of that because uh, you can stick one on on one side of the board and sticky an objective that you may not actually be able to get to, and then pick them up. Uh, with your um, guerrilla tactics and drop them someplace else, and that's and then put one on your backfield. Same thing. They screen out your backfield. They secure one of your flakes against deep strikes. Um, and they're a hundred points, man. Come on, <laughs> it's so good, right? So 
And then Zeke with Righteous Repugnance on all these Terminators is amazing, right? And then Engulfing Fear to turn off Obsec. Um, it's a, this is a real, I think this is probably going to be the core of most of the lists we've seen. And trust me, we've looked at a bunch of these lists and this is basically the core of what you're seeing. We haven't seen anything super duper different. So, all right. Um, I think, so we've got a bunch of other, a couple other lists. Uh, we'll probably just give a holler out to, but I don't know if we want to spend the time to go through and go th and talk about all of them. Uh, so no, definitely want to give people their shout out though. Yeah, so we talked about Cross Swords, Captain Khan, Stutter Stotling, Beachhead Brawl, right? So uh, Nurgle Mania, 88 round, or sorry, 88 player, five round <laughs> events uh, in, what is this, Germany? This is Nuremberg, Deutschland? Yep. Yeah, so Germany. Uh, Dominic de Cassan, Dark Angels, third place undefeated with a draw. This is using the 20 0 uh, WTC scoring. Nice. Right? So third place Dark Angel player, uh, 11th place Dark Angel player, uh, Nicholas Lackner. Double Deathwing block with Raven Land Speeders. See above. 13th place, uh, Manuel Weyand. Uh, Dark Angel. It'd, uh, it'd be a V, right? Weyand? Weyand? I don't know. I don't know. Is it the W's a V? Oh, I don't is remember. It? Yeah. Because that's how it is in Hawaiian, except unless it's the first letter. So you pronounce oh, W's in Hawaiian as V's unless it's the first letter of the... Anyway, whatever. Okay. That's fine. So, yeah, I don't know if Manuel would be the, would be the Latin pronunciation... I'm not sure, but uh, man. So my best shot is Manuel uh, Manuel Wayand, maybe Wayand. So yeah, uh, this says single Deathwing blob with lots of Ravenwing shooting, right? So man, you could probably fit a lot more Terminator, a lot more Ravenwing shooting if you went to a single Deathwing blob. Yes, you. But can. um, <clears throat> so with a single Deathwing blob, um, you're probably going to need a pennant because ten Terminators can die pretty quick. Yes. So can't confirm. Uh, and then two more. So the team Battle Brothers GT, uh, North Carolina, in mid-February. Sixth place, Mr. Edward Apple, Appel. Uh, Deathwing and Black Knights galore. Uh, so this is a first company detachment. So a big obsec Terminator bricks. Nice. And the pecking order, uh, Peeps Award GT. It's 50 player, five round GT in Olympia, Washington State. Uh, Colin Sherman, who's another uh, household name 40K player, uh, looks like... A Deathwing Terminator brick, a Black Full Man, uh, Ten Man Black Knight brick, and lots of attack bikes and character support. So, <clears throat> look, you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, you don't. I think the biggest thing that's been keeping us from doing this is the the command point penalty when you had to, yeah. you know, basically take another detachment and pay three uh, or two of your very precious CP. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at. Uh, good, good job, y'all. <laughs> yeah, job. I'm proud. It's great. Uh, and yeah, just we're... as we were talking about with the uh, with the data slate, with how they do their their balancing, uh, enjoy this while we can because this is probably stuff that's going to get nerfed when the time comes. So we got to explore some other secret sauce on the side, but the the hot sauce right now is black uh, black knights and deathwing terminators. But be prepared to switch to something else and. You know, towards Look, the, I, when we get the balance slate. Yeah, I know. I think I think um, maybe they might make Thunderhammer Storm Shields not free for yeah. Terminators. Um, that would that would add a hundred points to the cost of this list. Uh, so or hundred points per unit to the cost of the list, uh, or maybe make them some discounted value. Um, that would definitely make people put some variety into it. <clears throat> 
But even if you're paying, you know, you only buy five instead of ten. Uh, I mean, yeah. up there, Manny's list, it'd go up fifty points. So you drop one, you drop one land speeder. Okay, <laughs> so yep. it'd go up a hundred points. You, uh, you drop one land speeder, you're good to go. Uh, I don't know what the critical match of, of land speed revenges is you have. I, I've played with two before, and two is pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all right. So yeah, that's gonna, enough of the high level play. Jeez. Yeah, we're gonna we're the high, we're gonna good move Lord. into the to the host play here, and we're, I'm gonna have Heath go yeah. first again, just because I I have two tournaments to talk about, so I have six games. I did run the same list, so we don't have to go through multiple lists. Uh, but I okay. want to hear a little bit about this uh, boarding action from the Navy man himself here. All right, so uh, boarding action. Uh, my, I had some friends come over yesterday, and we played, I think, three or four rounds. I think three rounds of boarding action. Um, so uh, overall impression, it's a good format. Like, I really enjoyed playing boarding action. It's a 500-point game. Uh, you can play a full game in about 30 minutes. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it is it is – it is 40k rules. It's not kill team rules with a couple of modifications, mostly to things like Overwatch uh, and line of sight. So <clears throat> your line, so um, you you can't draw line of sight for shooting through any units, friendly or opposing. Okay. So I can't you know stick Hellblasters behind Terminators and shoot through them. Uh, your characters' auras don't go through walls. Uh, they have they can so you know the walls are basically you know impassable to anything. Okay. Um, there are doors that you can open and close and it takes an action to open the door. Um, so also there's no, um, you don't use any of your stratagems or relics from your main codex. You can only use boarding action world or warlord traits. You can only use boarding action, warlord traits and boarding action stratagems. Uh, when their stratagems are limited to command reroll and same bravery counteroffensive, and then, uh, the individual chat like factions will get maybe one stratagem in the in the Angron supplement. For example, the Space Marine one is transhuman physiology, and the Dark Angel one is uh, the ta is tactical appraisal. Pick a unit, put them in another doctrine. Okay. So, um, I played against my buddy Mars uh, twice. He played Salamanders. Salamanders are amazing in boarding action because. Their flamers and melters just overcharge, just just go crazy on you. Um, nice, I, yeah. And uh, I'll, you know, a unit of eradicators is gross because, <laughs> yeah, I lost you. I lost a unit of my eradicators, his eradicators, in one shot. Um, but Deathwing Terminators literally do not care. Amazing. They just, you know, a five man unit of Deathwing Terminators uh, just just won each one of those games for me. Right. Um, nice. I charged my Terminators into his Blade Guard. All his Blade Guard died. Um, everything bounced off the Terminators. Uh, the the next game, you know, kind of the same thing. My Terminators, you know, forced a door open into his Blade Guard. And if you open a door and you're there's you're someone else standing on the other side of the door, you're already in combat. You just go. Um, oh, nice. And uh, and I so I think that he was like maybe an inch back or something. But I charged in, killed them all. And nice. then the aggressors came in. The, you know, they tried. The aggressors died. Deathwing Terminators are just unfreaking stoppable uh, at this Amazing. level of play. Um, and then I played uh, uh, my friend Nicole uh, with her sisters. And I th and once again, the Deathwing Terminators just handled business. They, uh, you know, she charged five Bloody Rose Repentia into them and rolled a bunch of sixes, exploded a bunch of dice everywhere. And then I think she had like 
20 rune rolls and rolled three four ups. Oof. With the Raiders. And then they all died. <laughs> yep, and then all the repentance died. And then and for each of those eviscerator hits, I have, of course I rolled a four up storm shield save, and then all the all the repent or died. Um yep. so yeah, they got the drop on me, bounced off, and I was like, Well, that didn't work out. That was some crap rolling. But she played it right, so is what it is. But uh it's a cool format because like I said, and I think it might be interesting to use this in, as an entrance play. Matter of fact, I'm thinking um with this uh, demo we're going to do at the Kauai Con uh, convention here uh, end of March. We're going to use you know probably a couple of uh, boarding action tables as like a, hey, you want to learn how to play this game? And then have a full-size 40K table for anybody who's interested in seeing how the bigger game plays. But, nice. So yeah, um, it is a fun game. It is a shame that you need a $200 uh, terrain set in order to play it. Okay, so uh, yeah, the the game is built around very specific terrain layouts. Like each mission has a specific terrain layout. Like, right. you know, take you know piece A five and A six and B two and set them up in this following pattern. And then the cardboard cutouts that they have for the the the, the mat effectively uh, are little squares. And they say your deployment zone is a little like probably <clears throat> four inch by four inch square, right? And you'll oh, get okay. three. Like the second mission I played. Was th- your your deployment zone was three squares on opposite sides of the board, so oh, and you no. can set up one unit in each square and then one character in a square, right? Um, so my terminators came in on one side and my eradicators on another side and my heavy intercessors in the middle, right? And my captain was stuck with the intercessors. Uh, so so but it's a yeah you at, at at that small point value you get some really interesting tactical play because you just don't have a lot of resources and you really need to maximize the use of what you get. So. I, like uh, I can really cool. see, and and the the maps are very symmetrical. Um, so I would really recommend giving it a shot if you have access to the set. Um, it's a cool format. As a, as a Navy man, Heath, would you want to be on a ship that was not symmetrical, like an asymmetrical ship? Well, it's, so it's just so popped ships, in my head. Ships, <laughs> so ships are not symmetrical. Um, you know, the, the hull is, but the interior layout okay. a lot of times is not, um, because yeah, like you just don't like, sometimes you don't have room for it. Like you need to put the engines in a certain place and the weapons in a certain place and, you know, a little room for people to go around. Right. And, um, symmetry is good in some ways. It's not good in others. Um, but yeah. All right. So. Alrighty. I, that sounds good. I'll have to give that a try. So we can get somebody around me to pick it up or see if I can. Yeah, if someone's got a copy of it, give it a shot. Um, the, the, the terrain all looks really nice. When it paints up, it looks good. And it's got little doors that open and shut. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, and, and you can do a bunch of cool stuff with it. So, Excellent. All right. Ready to do this, Heath? Two tournaments? Yeah. All right. Okay, so Bailey went to these tournaments, uh, and from based on what he was texting me, uh, <laughs> the first one appeared to be a pretty good result. So yeah. first of all... Um, just briefly run down your list for me. And then uh, once we get that on the table and we can pop your list, let's pop your list into the show notes for the, or sorry, yeah. into the notes on YouTube. So that yeah. if you want to see what Bailey was playing, uh, you can take a look at it. And this is, uh, this is actually really different than what we were seeing from the metal watch results. So uh, I am curious to hear about it. All right. So uh, this is a concept list on the idea that I assumed that 
Ezreal, the new Primaris one that in that Wrath box that's coming out, is either going to drop on or near enough to Adepticon that he may or may not be legal by then. And mm-hmm. the, my my current model, and I was like, I don't want to have to build and paint an Azrael for this tournament, like in less than a week, especially since it's going to be this big new cool model, and he might be hard to find because the box it will probably sell out everywhere. Right. So I was like, yeah. I need to learn how to play Dark Angels without Azrael, and I need to play with the models that I have. So those are the two like thoughts going into this list before. Uh, you know, we get like tearing into like, why is this here? It's like, I'm not going to play. I'm not playing Azrael going into this and I only have so certain models. So. Okay. Des- design criteria established. Got it. So we got Primaris Captain, Rights of War, Rights of Initiation. Uh, he's got the Vox Spiritum. So he has the bigger aura and he has the power sword, the heavy bolt pistol and the relic shield, which I forgot he had and would have been really nice to remember what it did when I was playing Thousand Sons uh, yesterday. Totally forgot about it. So that gives them the... F- that's a 4-up save against Mortal Wounds, right? Yep. Or is it a 5-up? Yeah. 4-up, yeah. Oof, yep. okay. Yeah. Big... All right. Yeah, Infernal Gateway, deny that. It, don't worry about anything else. Deny that <laughs> one. Uh, so Ugh, he's there. Okay. Uh, Primaris Chaplain on Bike. Uh, he's the Warlord. He's the Paragon of the Chapter. Wise Order. Decisive, decisive Tactician. He's got the Catechism of Fire and the Exhortation of Rage. So those are the plus one to wound prayers. One is for shooting that you have to target the closest enemy model. The other one is for melee. Uh, Okay. Question. mm -hmm. Why the Vox Spiritum on the Captain instead of the Chaplain? Because I wanted to have a 9-inch bubble of reroll ones and obsec for core at 9 inches as opposed to the 9-inch bubble for the... Decisive tactician because the two prayers are not auras, so they're they're pick something. So I okay. can't make those bigger. Okay. Uh, and you can move the you can move the aura much more effectively with the chaplain than the captain. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, Salt intercessors, no thunder hammer or power fist. But if I had the thunder hammer, that's probably what I would have put in there. Uh, and going forward, I've reached out to my team that I play with, and I'm like, hey, if anyone's got a spare Thunder Hammer, because at one point I had a bunch, and then I gave them all away because somebody needed them, and now I need them again. Um, so that Wrath, Wrath of uh, the Forge, or whatever they call that box, that's got the new Chaos Demon guy and Ezreal in it. There's dudes in there that that box has got to have to have Thunder Hammers in it somewhere, and I'm getting one hmm. out of there. Okay. Uh, so, I'll look around and see if I have any Thunder Hammers. I, I don't know if I do. I might have one. I could. I might be able to drop ship it to you. Uh, that would be that'd be chill. But I will, I also, I'll take a look. But I'll, I'm sure I've also I'm I've got Indianapolis crew to hang on to. So I, I'm sure I can find mm-hmm. it, and I'm going to be able to get one from that box when I buy it anyway. So okay. I'm not super stressed about it. But that's so that's a change, an easy, quick change to this list. I would like to make going forward. All right, uh, hitting okay. that part early. Heavy intercessors with the heavy bolt rifle because I want something to interact with Codex Warfare. Uh, and then so the the heavy heavy bolt rifles are rapid fire the executor bolt rifle is the one that's a heavy weapon well i need well all right well okay that was that's how i played them they both cost the same and yeah it's no big deal yeah yeah it's that's what it should be uh that's what i get for not paying for the subscription on battle scribe where they have all my favorite units saved for me and i just copy and paste after (laughs) okay so the, there you go. Uh, infiltrators. I only know because I only know because it came up with me yesterday. Okay. I played heavy intercessors in boarding action. But yeah. There you okay. go. There you go. Uh, and I don't have the helix column because I don't. I think that's like a specific model like thing you have to have, isn't it? So I I didn't put it. I don't on think there. so. Um, oh, okay. I don't think so. I've always just said he has a helix column, and 
Okay. Because it's not a. um, I think there is a specific model you could make it, but I've never I've never put it in and just say you know they ignore the first failed save. Basically, the sergeant has it, and he's always last one of the guys anyway. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Five blade guard vets in the squad. And then I have one ten man squad of Terminators, where I have Thunderhammers and Storm Shields. I had no Cyclone launchers because I didn't have any. I have one, but it's the old twenty five millimeter pewter Cyclone missile launcher guys. So I wanted. So to I have. <laughs> I have those two, and I broke them off what they were on, and I glued them onto my dudes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I did finish painting. They're um, they're up there behind me. I painted two. I found the bits and built two, so they're going in the squad okay. for Cag Bash next weekend. Um, sure. One guy with a chain fist because I wanted to get a chain fist in here for fighting vehicles and having that AP4 because everything else in here is AP2 with the Thunder Hammers and I have two Lightning Claw guys because when I run into Orcs or Guard or Witches, mm, I, I want yeah. all the extra attacks. Uh, finally got the five-man Black Knight box or unit built together, all custom built. These guys are awesome go with it homies so good um then uh regular bike squad with uh five guys with chain swords i also got that finally built up regular squad uh the speed storm speeder hammer strike which is the melta one storm speeder thunder strike which is the last cannon one two squads of suppressors and then a whirlwind with the vengeance launcher which is the strength seven one and an impulsor and then lastly the an impulsor so I'm going to tell you, my first impression when I saw this list was, oh, my God, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, how can this all be in a 2,000-point Space Marine list? That was right? my and reaction mad to props, it too. <laughs> mad props for, like, suppressors. Um, and I really yeah, I'm curious to hear about your your feelings about how that unit played out. But uh, so first question or first first question was, first of all, overall impression, how did you think the list played? Uh, well... Across for the first tournament, I thought it did pretty well. It did what it was supposed to do against armies. I thought it would do well against uh, one of the armies I played did not do well, and I'd previously played it with this list, the same guy too, and it was actually did better in that game than I did in this one. Um, but that was also because I had Melta bikes in the list at the time. I swapped mm-hmm. out the Melta bikes for uh, the Black Knights. That was like the big change um, in my list, and I brought in suppressors. Uh, in the same spot where I had a uh, Gladiator um, Valiant. So I swapped those two out and got that. Um, So overall, I like it. Uh, I played it this weekend. It did not do as well, but I'm sitting at basically a 50% win rate. And the games that I've lost, uh, two out of them, I actually felt like I was in the game until turn four or five, which is at a tournament, that's all I really am asking for is I want to be in the game. And so this list, even okay. though it's got about a 50% win rate, which is what the Meta Watch is basically saying what it is anyway, uh, I felt like I was in every game except for one. And Okay, what's your overall strategy with this list? So the... Like the overall concept of operations. So the, the main thing is the Blade Guard go with the Primaris Captain in the Impulsor because they can move the Impulsor, you can drop them out three inches, and... They can move. They can, the only thing they can't do is charge, but they can still move and shoot. So you can put these guys with the captain, with the rights of war, in the middle of the board, turn one, and start scoring oaths. So on missions where there's okay. a middle objective, I was taking oaths of the moment automatically because if I had to, that I could just automatically drop Blade Guard right in the middle of the board, turn one, 
and start racking in points. Uh, and I had bikes, the, the, the five man bike squad conceptually, their job is to turbo boost and stand in front of the blade guard. So that if you want to deal with the blade guard, you have to kill five bikes first. That's the five, uh, the five firstborn bikes yep, or rather the yep. five, just raving bikes, not the black knights. Okay. Right, not the black knights. Although the black knights ended up doing that a couple times and it was big sad. I have to be better positioning those. Uh, but okay. that's sort of the basic concept. And then you have terminators come up behind the blade guard to help them. They're either advancing, you know, they're, I'm deploying them right on the line and I'm trying to move them in behind the blade guard so that whatever goes in to fight the blade guard and the bikes, if it kills all of them, then 10 terminators jump in and smack them. Hopefully the captain's still alive, so I have obsec because I'm, this is also how I'm trying to score shock assault. Is that if I'm gonna I'm going to the middle of the board to try and get oaths, get primary, and then if you're gonna come fight me for it, I'm also not going to cry if you take the center objective for me because now I'm gonna come take it back with Deathwing Knights and start proccing uh, shock assault off of it. So that was sort of okay. The main so concept. shock, so shock assault's battlefield supremacy, Codex warfare, that as well. You've got a lot of heavy weapons in here between yeah, the suppressors, yeah. oh, the yeah, hammer yeah. strike, the thunder strike, the whirlwind. Yeah, that's the other part yeah. of it is I'm going to go get Codex Warfare with all the heavy weapons. And so there's this fine balance that's that I'm going to talk about when we get into the sort of the individual matchups. And on an individual basis, Codex Warfare is either in or not in the secondary list based on what I need the Terminators to do in the game. If I just need them to sit somewhere, taking Codex Warfare, sitting in heavy doc or the Devastator Doctrine the whole game. If, uh, like, I played Thousand Sons and it was a Lord of Change and a Magnus, uh, I need to kill. Ugh. I need to kill both those <laughs> things, and the two things that are going to kill them are going to be Terminators with Thunderhammers and Storm Shields. So those guys need to get yeah. to Assault Doctrine as fast as possible. So didn't take Codex Warfare. I think I took a Poor the Witch instead, which was you know big big win there on that one. So and, to, uh, okay, I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to that particular yeah. matchup. But yeah, okay. So. Um, Okay, so you're you're basically playing around the concept of oaths a moment, shock assault, and you know the option of codex warfare. Um, that's a that's a, a pretty strong, you know, pretty strong op, uh, set of options to have. Did stubborn defiance ever come into your head with the infiltrators? No, a couple t- times I thought about it, but I didn't go with it any time uh, because I felt the matchups. I was playing lists that were very aggressive, and they were just going to come get me. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with okay. this. Okay. Now, what was your... Uh, how did you employ the heavy intercessors in general? Uh, they that's something to, that not a lot, we don't see a lot of people do. They they and the assault intercessors just kind of were backfield sort of things. They just kind of sat at the back. Uh, I used the heavy intercessors to sort of take the last couple of wounds off of things when I needed them mm-hmm. to. Then the thing that they kind of did that was different was that people were not expecting them to be T5. Uh, the ability to give them, I don't know if I, I've never actually gave them the plus one save, but they armor. did get charged by yeah. a mat, yeah, the, yeah, the armor, but they did get charged by a Magnus and I gave them transhuman because I was like, oh wait, these guys actually use this on them. And Magnus went from killing all of them to he only killed like one or two, which slowed them down, him down long enough for my Terminators to get over there and then start fighting Magnus. So, okay. Uh, but that was less on them and more on transhuman, but I, I don't. I they're in the list partly because I finished building them finally, and painting them, and I wanted Fair to enough. play with them. So I'm nice. I'm trying to find a use for them. Uh, but I they just kind of have stood in the back and be, been big and chunky, and <laughs> being three wounds instead of two. So when people expect them to just pick, get picked up because oh I did two wounds. This is a two damage weapon. Okay, well two wounds get through. One guy dies as opposed to two, and that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. That mattered in a game. 
if you get the, I don't know if you have the model, but the uh, the heavy bolter or executor heavy bolter option, mm-hmm. that executor heavy bolter, which which take with the the heavy weapons, is a two damage strength five AP three three sorry, two shot strength five AP three, uh, three damage yeah. bolter. It's gross. Yeah. Right. It's right. It's AP two goes to three in heavy doctrine, but yeah. So um. When I get okay, that other Augustus thing here, box, Raveling... that's what I'm building. I'm building that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the chapel on the bike. Um, interesting to see, and I, I do this too, but I just want to hear your, your feelings mm-hmm. on it. Splitting the the uh, the litanies between a range one and a combat one. Uh, what was your thoughts there, and how did you end up employing it? Uh, so you basically have to keep whatever the thing is that's going to be shooting and the unit that's going to fight initially next to each other. And then when you go to do this, you have to, there was, there was some position. This is where having the Vox Spiritum was helpful, giving me the bigger reroll bubble because you can, there was like a situation where like my Terminators had to go to the left, the shooty thing, the bikes had to go to the right. And so I moved the captain into the middle of the two. And with that 18 inch bubble, he was able to hit both things and both units got rerolls and could do what they were supposed to do. Uh, and they initially started next to each other, so having the faster movement in Dev Doctrine for the Knights helped because they could start further back next to the Chaplain, get the buff, and then take off. And then the Terminators also got their buff, and they moved into the middle of the board. So there's a little more positioning, and sometimes I was not good at it where there are things where I'm like, oh, I'd like to give that plus one to Wound, but it's over there, and he is now here. But he does let you reposition a little bit faster when you're in Dev Doctrine compared to the... Uh, the the jump pack one plus he has seven wounds which seemed to be a big deal too because people were not expecting yeah, him to have seven wounds so and he and so that helped yeah. a lot where a normal chaplain would have been dead he was able to survive and he's t5 which is helpful and you yeah. can transhuman him he doesn't have he's not he doesn't have inner circle but yeah you can transhuman him for one cp um okay uh other thing all right so suppressors oh, yeah. talk to me about suppressors so they were not supposed to be in this list I was supposed to have submitted a list with uh, Inceptors, three Inceptors, Plasma Inceptors. And when Mm -hmm. I submitted the list, my buddy was like, hey, man, nice suppressors. I was like, there are no suppressors in this list. I put Inceptors in there. He's like, "Uh, go look at the list you submitted at midnight last (laughs) night. And there were the suppressors. So within like three days, I painted three of them. And then my buddy that I was talking to gave me three to use for this tur- for the first tournament. And then between the first and the second tournament, I finished all six. How do you, uh, <laughs> how do you, uh, yeah. How do you get yourself motivated to paint something? Put it in a list you submitted. Yeah, exactly. And, and hey, so in case anybody is wondering, uh, suppressors have the following profile. So they're uh, just a regular body with a jump pack. They have a 12 inch move. Uh, two wounds, toughness four, so they're not Gravis. Yep, that's their a big weapon deal. is an accelerator, accelerator auto cannon. Mm-hmm. Right, it is a forty-eight inch range, heavy three, strength seven, AP one, two damage. And their special rule is called suppressing fire. Uh, each time they make an attack with an accelerator auto cannon against the enemy unit, if a hit is scored, they cannot Overwatch. Got that archer so reference that... in there. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So uh, nine shots per unit. Mm-hmm. Strength seven, AP one, two damage. You know, so AP two in the Devastator Doctrine. Uh, so was this a fortuitous mistake or something that you ended up regretting? This is what the plan was all along. The Inceptors were a placeholder until I got to paint these painted. Okay. So it, it worked out. 
And, oh, uh, all right. and I actually had an opponent go, that was gross. Like I didn't know to see that coming, but the way you did that was gross. Um, so I'll, when I get to that matchup, I'll, I'll point it out, but sure. they, they did their, they did their duty. Uh, wish they could survive a little bit more. They're very fragile. They're not Gravis. They, they do yeah. not, they are not inceptors. So, uh, they, <laughs> you have to, but luckily they have more range so that you can, that helps them a little bit. Uh, and then the world, but that, that, that three-man squad, though, is 90 points. Yeah, that's the big key here. You're getting that's... a lot of Shadaka wow. for 90 points yeah. that can move. It yeah. can deep strike if it has to. Uh, yeah, that's what I like about it. Okay. Yeah, and then once again, like if you spend two CP to move them, they hit on twos, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Whirlwind. Whirlwinds are great at uh, you know making things fight last or removing Overwatch, but what else, what else did you use the Whirlwind for? Uh, screening. And holding back objectives, uh, very good for mm-hmm. that. And just kind of plinking wounds off things where I needed, like, I, you know how you get things down to, like, one wound, and you're like, man, I really need something to come in here and help me finish this off. Whirlwind's going to try and plink a wound here, plink a wound there. Okay. Uh, not not necessarily very reliable at it, but uh, he, he did his duty. I, I, was, I was happy with him. He did what he was supposed to do, take up space, be a threat because people aren't used to it, especially when you go, oh yeah, unlike you guard player with your minus one to hit with your indirect, mine just shoots normal ballistic skill. Um, and now I'm going to start killing your guardsmen that are shooting at my guys with mortars. Uh, did not like that. So they don't like <laughs> okay. it when people don't like it when Marines are better at the thing they're supposed to be good at. And then like, it's tough tomatoes on that one. All right. So interesting list, like for sure. Interesting list. I don't know. Maybe I'll, 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 Try and play with some suppressors. I have a unit of three of them. I just haven't painted yep. them because uh, I got them out of the original box. But... So and I, so okay. I guess this is a little bit of tuning my own horn since you said that. A buddy of mine from college, my college roommate, was works with the guy that ran the first tournament, and he they talked about my list because he knew I knew he knew me, and he's like, yeah, he looked at your list and he said expecting Deathwing Terminators, and there was hardly any, and he was really confused. And I just told him, Bailey's been playing this game for so long. Whatever he's doing, just trust him. It's going to work. Uh, and hmm. and that proved fortuitous at this event. So uh, this All was right. at Tier 1 in Lafayette, Indiana. Not just up the road from me on 65. It's where Purdue University is. So if you want to be an astronaut, okay. that's the place to go. Because that's where most of them come from. No Boilermakers? Oh, yeah. Uh, and this first game was, a, was epic in the sense that I was challenged. Uh, before we got there and the guy that challenged me his name's ted he was playing orcs he uh and i were on the gen con team together two years ago and last year and we've talked about playing for like ever and then we just have never played and so he's like oh we're going to the same tournament we're playing like it's it's on Hmm. and so we (laughs) got the challenge on turn one uh, or game one uh we had the conversion mission i took uh Codex Warfare, No Prisoners, and Raise the Banners for this one. And then he took... That's a good choice against Orcs, yeah. He took uh, Get the Good Bits, Green Tide, and No Prisoners. Uh, This game ended up being 62 to 56. uh, Where with primary scoring, uh, for me, I had 4, 8, 8, 12. He had 3, 8s, and a 4. So I kind of had that big... I basically started clearing him out. Swung it last last turn. uh, And and sort of what the game was sat on is... I knew he was going to try and come get me turn one with his war boss because it was right up on the line. So I prayed plus one to wound on my terminators and then gave them, then did prayed uh, re roll hits off the um, chaplain, chaplain yeah. moved them up a little bit. 
and then the war boss came into the middle of the board. He had the option of fighting some stuff that he'd been shooting at. Like I had like bike, uh, a bike or like a infiltrate, something small in the middle of the board. He could have easily charged them and killed them. But he's like, no, I'm here for big plays. He's a war boss. He's going to go fight the Terminators. Made the big charge, comes through the building, goes to fight the Terminators. And he goes to wound me and I go, all right, wound on a four up. He's like, no, you don't have that. You have, you don't have first company or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 that is obsec. I get obsec from that. I have inner circle all the time. And he didn't realize that. And he's like, oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and so with plus one to win oh, on no. Thunder Hammers, on guys that got charged with re-roll, full re-rolls, just completely nuked that war boss right out the gate. And he was like, yeah, that was not a good idea. I would not have done that again. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> it was epic, though, man. Like, the war mm. boss came through one building, smashed through a second building, and tried. He tried real hard. Uh, and he, Just got, uh, just got, got like a... Uh... For the the scene from the original Avengers movie where the the Hulk charges at Thor and oh, Thor yeah. just clocks him with the hammer, just yep, yeah, literally that's what happened. Mm. Uh, and then he had his list was awesome because like he's he's not a super crazy competitive player, but he what he brought I thought was competitive just because most people don't have things to do with it. He brought over a hundred and ten boys or something equivalent. Like there were over a hundred orc boys in his list. Green the greens hide indeed. Ooh. and toughness five. Like hey, that's a lot of toughness five, yep. but. Um, your, you know, your list is, uh, I think your list is capable of handling that. I yep. mean, and I've strength seven, up. strength seven, right? Just the whirlwinds are strength six or seven. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, and they were and the guard and terminators are all strength five plus. Yeah. They were not the slug of chopper. Yeah. They were all shooters. So that was like a big issue that he had. He didn't want to actually charge me cause he was playing bad moons and he just wanted to shoot me. And he was like, Hmm, 30 shooters is a lot of shots, but 30 shooters into storm shields and whatnot are not good. Just patters off like soft rain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so I just kind of started picking up boys. Uh, there was a pretty good fight between mega knobs, a pain boy and a war boss with a wall banner and my terminators. We did, basically everybody died. All the terminators died. The, the mega knobs died. The characters died. Everybody died. It was pretty epic right mm. in the middle of the board. And, um, I think that was pretty much all the crazy awesome sauce that happened in that, that there, there were those two sort of really big signature fights and then the rest of it was me just picking up boys where i could and then he had a jet flying around trying to blow up my tanks and stuff because he had like the anti-vehicle flyer that has all the crazy weapons on it so yeah uh and then I but think... your so your your battle plan your battle plan worked though uh so, so it's I... a moment Kind of, well, I guess you don't take I didn't, take, oath, I didn't take oaths in this one, even though it was a middle board objective, because I didn't want to have to stand in the middle of the board and get shot at by all the orcs and be charged by all the orcs. So I, so that's yeah. where I went with Codex, no prisoners, and Rays. Um, my note, I took a quick note. Uh, did not like the raised banners on this because I couldn't get to any other objectives that weren't flooded with like thirty orc boys. So that was not that would have been boys. my comment there, yeah, because you only scored six points on Rays, yeah. one, one, three. Or one 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 three, so whereas if so I, raise the banners is interesting. Uh, okay, did you go first or second in this game? I went first because the orcs came and okay. got me next, uh, and then yeah, because I went first basically every game, and I didn't want to. I deployed to go second every time, went first every single game, and I was not happy about mm. it. Uh, <laughs> so raise the banners is an interesting secondary because if you go second, then you can actually score a lot of points with it because it scores you know in your command phase. And at the end of the game. Yeah. So you basically get double points for it on turn five. Yeah. So. Um, and then the, uh, 
I've shock assault actually would have scored more. That was like my big note out of this. I could have taken shock assault and I would have done it at least twice and scored eight. And that would have, mm-hmm. that was more than raise. Uh, and then yeah. codex, did I make a note about codex warfare is if he because two, two, two on codex. Yeah. So the codex was iffy, but the, here's the thing that I got him with too. Cause again, this is, and this happened at the other tournament. You look at the land speeders and the storm speeders and you go, they're there to kill tanks. What they actually do when they're in Devastator Doctrine and they're moving 19 inches before they advance uh, is they get themselves in a spot that where you have a character that has a big line of guys in front of it and nothing behind it, and you fly over the top of it, that line drops. And assassinate the character. And assassinate the character. Mm-hmm. So if I'd taken a, I didn't think I was going to be able to assassinate all. He had like five characters. I didn't think I was going to be able to assassinate all of them, and I killed all of them by the end of the game, either in close combat or oh, by wow. dropping. Okay. So that was something, yeah, even though I was kind of scared by all the orc boys, it's like, you know what? On hindsight, could have done that. Uh, but Tet, for a game that's been two years in the making, a six-point game was fantastic. We had a great time. We slaughtered all the models. It was It was a good time. Loved playing Ted. Hope to play him again. Uh, then on his secondaries, he had four points for Get the Good Bits, uh, nine for Green Tide, and then nine for No Prisoner. So like we both slaughtered each other. It was awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, game two. So game two. I played my buddy Kyle, who also plays Dark Angels, uh, and he wore his Dark Angels shirt to the tournament I was at yesterday. It was awesome. Uh, we're playing Tides of Conviction, which is one of those weird six-pointers with the Dawn of War deployment or six objective mm-hmm. ones where like, they're kind of like offset to the side. And this one, yeah. uh, the board was not, the terrain was not asymmetrical. Uh, the one board, the, the, it's side of the, the terrain, it's objectives outside the deployment zone were a little bit more exposed than on the other side. And I lost, he won the roll off to determine attacker and defender. And he said, all right, you pick deployment zone. And the fact that I picked my side, the board I wanted really fast made him realize he'd made a mistake. And that was because on the other, the board that I just chose, the objectives were covered with terrain. So I could basically Hmm, take my Terminators, move them onto the objective inside of a building, and then like, yeah, good luck killing them. Uh, Whereas getting a good deployment against Votan is very important. Yeah. And so that was like a, that was a big deal on the, in this game for sure. Uh, And here I took uh, Codex Warfare, Raise the Banners, and Shock Assault. And then he took No Prisoners, Bring It Down, and Raise the Banners High. Uh, this was ended up being 80 to 59. And I had one model left on the board, which was a Whirlwind, with one wound. So my entire army <laughs> died in this game. And he still had his Hecatons. He still had vehicles. He still had troops and things. Uh, but the, the big thing here... From what I knew about Votan going into it, is that they had, his little bikes they have a pregame move. So I put my uh, my infiltrators out in the middle of the board, uh, or behind some cover in front of where the bikes were. So if he tried to move the bikes, he couldn't move them towards me to try and pin me in. That's a good play. That's a smart play. Yeah. And then the way we deployed because it's Dawn of War, he sort of deployed up in his quadrant, and then I deployed over in my quadrant, which meant that. All I had to do was kind of shift and go at an angle across the board, and I could camp four objectives and just sit on them the entire game. And he had to kind of work his way out from behind buildings and out from behind line of sight blocking cover and then try and push me back. And that's basically how I won this game with no models at the end of it, is I just kept pushing him back, back, and back, and back into his deployment zone in this little... He basically deployed like it was a conversion mission, even though it was a Dawn of War mission if that makes sense. Mm. And I basically just blocked him into a table quarter and he never came out of it. He did the whole, like my Terminator dwarves are going to bloop 
onto your side of the board. He failed the charge roll, and I just moved away from him the rest of the game. That's what my in that game. That's what heavy intercessors did. They camped back objective, raised a banner, and then kept you know trying to draw them away from <laughs> the rest of my army. Uh, the black uh, knights gave him plus one to wound, supercharged them, moved them over in front of his bikes. That I'm shooting them. He went all right, minus one to hit. I just went all right. We're still doing this. And without any re-rolls, no bikes died, got a ton of wounds through, and picked up all three of his bikes turn one. So Black Knights, okay. super epic uh, in that matchup. Uh, and and basically my big takeaway with this, a Codex Warfare only scored two, and that was in the assault phase. I basically had to, I just ripped through it. Like once I realized that basically because they still have Armor of Contempt, and I just didn't think about this, basically my guns didn't do anything to him. All my yeah, I was gonna say that it's was bad. really hard to kill them. That was a bad, bad really, news bears. Really durable. So don't do that. Don't take Codex Warfare against these when you're trying to spam assault cannons. Doesn't work out. Uh, do something different. That's what my note on my little note card here says. Uh, raise the banners. I maxed that out real fast because I had four banners the whole game and he couldn't really do anything about it. Mm. And then shock tactics. I managed to score that twice, so that was eight points. So that felt really good. Uh, and it's one of those things where um, I was talking about this at this event I was at yesterday. Some people, I, I don't know if this is like a magic thing versus like a chess thing, but I feel like there's there's like the mentality sometimes like I need to win a magic game so fast that I never lose any health. And that's a perfect game. Like there's this like desire to play a perfect game where like I don't lose anything, nothing dies, and I completely annihilate you and I win. And that's like an I that's like a mentality thing. And I, I don't know. For me, I from my experience in gaming, I feel like that's like a magic the gathering kind of thing. Maybe it's not. It's like how in soccer they say, Oh, basketball brought diving into soccer, and basketball people are like, No, 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 no. Diving came into basketball because people who played soccer started playing basketball and started diving and, and flopping and doing all that. So it's probably one of those kinds of things. Uh, but the mentality of like I played this game, I won by a bunch but I basically got tabled like being okay with that. Be like, yeah, I won. I don't care that all my stuff died. And having that mentality to just like throw your troops into the meat grinder. And just, I mean, I let my terminators got annihilated by heck of tons, my intercessors, my heavy ones, my assault ones. I was just throwing them, trying to obsec the take, you know, I was trying to use obsec to steal the objective so I could keep getting shock assault and just, you know, just threw my guys away. That, you know, it's, that's basically it seems what callous, but yeah. yeah, your your troops are a resource that you expend yeah. to get another resource, which is victory points. Yeah. So, and and my experience, I've only played against Votan a couple times, but um, they're slow and they yes. have really effective shooting, but at generally a short range. So you just have to be aggressive. You can bottle them up in their deployment zone, yep. and especially take away their movement. Uh, with the little, you know, the Savitars or Sagittars and the and the bikes, then they're gonna have a real hard time coming back from that because they just aren't that fast. Yes, they will murder everything. They will kill everything. But if they're blocked up in the deployment zone and they can't score um, their secondaries, and their secondaries aren't great, but uh, so yeah, yeah, and don't don't count on being able to kill them because it's no. really hard. No, it's really hard. So. All right. All right. So Interesting. last game, this was a matchup I didn't want to play. I'd played it before with the previous version of this list. I was playing Knights, Chaos Knights, three big Knights, bunch of little armagers. Excuse me. It was my buddy, Matt. We we're playing Tear Down the Icons. 
Uh, I took Bring It Down, Behind Enemy Lines, which I didn't realize how that scored, which I could have scored this way easier. Because um, I tried to play it by the old rules, not the new rules, where I thought I had to have two units instead of one. And I sent two units into my deployment, his deployment zone when I could have just sent one and then sent one the next turn, and I would have got more points. Well, that so sending, way. Sending, two gets you, sending two gets you more points, though, right? Right, but I could have not like... sacrificed a flyer and a biker and oh, got six okay. because I would have done one one turn and then the, the, then the other one the other turn and gotten six, and where I only got four. Mm. And, then, and I was okay. like, mm, sad panda. Uh, I took oaths simply for the fact that i knew i probably wasn't going to run away and if i killed a monster a vehicle i was banking on killing monster in a vehicle every turn because i was going to have to if i was going to win this game i ended up with eight points yeah. even though i ignored the middle of the board basically the entire game uh this is one where i went first and was mad about it because if i had gone second then oaths would have been easy because i would have just sacrificed something to the middle at the end of my turn or you know at the bottom of the turn i go and put something there and I score at the end of the battle round, get my two points, and then on his turn Good he point. kills it. Good point. Whereas yeah. going first, he just kills what's ever there, and I just I get nothing. Uh, so I was not uh, happy about that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good observation about the way that oaths works. <laughs> um, so I guess I mean you don't, you don't really know when you select so if you're going to go first or second, yeah. but it's a uh, that's a risk you have to take because of the nature of how oath scores. So okay, uh, did the chaos knights like dread rules really give you any issues? Oh yeah. Yeah, I just got I they had he had like the super unkillable big knight, the dread rules. He scored all of his secondary points because he had uh, no prisoners, storm of darkness, and ruthless uh, tyranny. And one of those requires dread range and objectives. And I mean, he I got annihilated. He scored everything. Like it, it was mm. ninety six to sixty one. I got murdered. Uh, the one tech piece that did work out for me that I liked was I split my Terminator squad. This was a big change from the last time I played him. And I managed to make an 11 inch charge from behind line of sight blocking cover into more cover in a corner of the board to kill one of his armagers. Uh, so that felt really, really sweet to pull that one off. Um, but outside of that, that I just, it's not a, something I'm built to kill. I don't have enough because okay. he had like six armagers and two big knights. And one of them had like transhuman on hits and he had damage reduction. And he just had whatever it is that combo is it was like yeah i'm just gonna try and ignore him really hard to deal with yeah and they're fast and they have he had a he had the volkite big cannon so when he shot at my terminators and rolled three sixes he's like yeah they all take three mortal wounds they're all dead and i'm like yeah well yep. that, that's, <sighs> that's the end of that uh i didn't kill him right. turn one which was rough um and then the other issue was and this is something like tio and i were talking about um with my buddy chris too and it was just basically it was like a, a cutout template but there was only one corner that had any actual physical terrain in it. So if I'd actually tried to hide models behind this objective on my, or this building, all he had to do was move out of his deployment zone, one standard movement with any of his knights, tap in and he could see my whole army. Yucks. So, so this is one of those where like I won the second game because the terrain was good. And this one, I went second or I went first and the terrain was not as good. I'm going to put it that way to be fair. Um, Cause this is this guy's first tournament running it by himself. And it was like 20 people. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, and so I just I couldn't hide from the knights and the knights came and found me and I died. But splitting your Terminator squad so you have trade pieces to try and go fight them individually. Not a bad that makes tactic. Sense. Yeah. Uh, so th I would suggest that. So I finished two one overall. There were like 18, 20 to 18 players after it was said and done. We had a drop in the middle of the tournament, uh, which was um, kind of disappointing. 
but from the way the interaction between the two players that led to the drop worked out, I don't think it was a loss for the event and the spirit of the event that happened. Oh no, um, that's so, a shame. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, so I ended up eighth out of, t- so I finished the top half. So I was happy with that, with this list, uh, which is why I took it to my next event, which was this last weekend, literally yesterday at got game in Plymouth. Uh, and this one was same list. Uh, and instead of getting sort of what might have been considered favorable matchups, I got like not the matchups I want, like the, the things I played against. I'm like, I did not want to play this going into it. So, like, the first one was a custodes list. Okay. Um, so, before we get into that, okay. uh, so what did you have any changes in your tactics? Or, cause like, after you play a game or play a list three times in a row, you're like, okay, now I have some feel for how this works, right? And then you take it to the next another event very soon after. What did anything change about how your you wanted to play the list or pick your secondaries based on that. So, uh, yeah, so the secondaries, that's what I was, went through my notes and I was like, okay, I'm looking at my scores going, okay, I know I could have scored this one based on all that game played. So I made a note in my notebook that like, next time I play this faction specifically, I'm going to do this as opposed to that, like with the codex warfares, uh, into like the Botan into the orcs and whatnot. Okay. And then the other thing is kind of may sound goofy, uh, I would deploy my bikes for the normal bikes first, and they usually got a really good hidey spot. And that was because I was trying to hide where my my plasma bikes were for my opponent. But then by the time it came for me to play the plasma bikes, I didn't have a good spot for them. And so they got kind of exposed and then they got nuked. And so I was like, well, I didn't hmm. want okay. my plasma bikes to die. I wanted the regular ones to die. So when I got into the second tournament, I would go to deploy my bikes and I went, no, deploy the plasma ones first so they get the good spot and then put the other ones somewhere else because they're not the one I'm trying to keep alive. So that right. so that was like a weird that was like a weird thing, but like I literally had to do that uh, at this second event. So that worked out. Okay. All right. So a little improved secondary play, a little yep. and uh, some observations about how to improve your deployment. Uh, those are, and I'm glad that you're taking notes. That's a, that's something that I think everybody should you know take note of. Is like if you're going to play the same list, yeah, uh, or you're trying to to you know hone in because I think everyone you know in the in the community really emphasizes what is in the list. But I'm telling you that gets you yeah. 40, 50 percent of the way, mm-hmm. right? You need to operate the list, right? You know exactly. Yeah, you you can't you can't jump into a jump into a Bugatti and expect to go you know drive the Nurburgring. <laughs> Exactly. Right, you need skill with and and with the list. So, um, and you get that with reps, and you get that with information. Yep. Right. So, take the notes, figure out how you want to play the list, develop the tactics. All right, I'll get off my horse. No, no, Please but that's on. that's literally why I was doing <laughs> so, this because I can't remember. I yeah. played this game so long, I can't remember everything at tournament to tournament. So I was like, I got to take notes, especially since I'm playing three here, three here, CAG bash next weekend's five rounds, and then I got Adepticon for. I don't know how much day Oof. one is. I mean, I, I know I'm not, this list. I don't think I'm going to be able to learn it to make it to day two of Adepticon, but I want to go play that big tournament because I've never played in one that big. And I'm going to take this okay. list because well, it's all part go. of the process. So we'll see how it goes. This is what, that's what these, we'll s- these tournaments were about was learning this process. We'll see you on stream. We'll see you on stream top <laughs> table day three. Uh, wow. You never know. Uh, so <laughs> one of the lists I, so uh, it got game in Plymouth, my old stomping ground, top table on this they have a really beautiful handmade custom made dice like gaming table built to play 40k with like built-in dice trays and places like cubby holes and it's really cool um watch some of my old videos uh for dankless you'll see it 
but played top basically top table round one against this custodes list and it was one of those things i saw i went do not want to play this so i end up playing it the guy's name's ed is this the custodes time. dreadnought yes yeah, custodes dreadnought six dreadnoughts Three yep, Gravis tanks, yep. two captains, <laughs> and then uh, the one thing, <laughs> oh, the regular. It's a, that's a rough. Guys. Yeah, that's rough. If you've never played it, that is a it's a tough matchup. I've played it before. I played it at that list in, at that tournament in Maui a couple months ago, back in back in December. And when it's piloted well, it is a really hard matchup yeah. to deal with. All right, go. Ahead. So um, he took. So I I took uh, raise the banners, bring it down, and oaths. Then he took the pick a unit, kill, pick the enemy's highest pointed unit or character, basically kill it, get all these points. Which so basically had martial interdiction, and he had it on my yeah. blade guard because when I split my terminator squads, that that became the most mm. expensive squad. Uh, then no no prisoners uh, because having been tabled previously against somebody, I found out that I had fourteen. I gave up fourteen points, so I just started telling people, "You get fourteen points on this." I don't know how many wounds I have. I'm not adding it up. Just kill all my stuff. It, it should. I, I basically one game I did it all, and it ended up being like 126 wounds or something close to that. And I was like, okay, it's 14 points. So kill all my stuff, you get 14 points. So that made it easy for people. And then he took raise the banners himself. Uh, this one, he I went first again. Did not want that. Um, wait, did I go first? I feel like I didn't now that i think about it because what i did because i had the infiltrators and i didn't know what quite to do with them uh so i used them as bait okay. and i put them right in the middle of the board to try and bring his dreadnoughts closer to my turn bring a dreadnought hopefully you know they'd come up and then like maybe only one or two would get into combat with them kill them and then i could charge my terminators up against because they would have been up against the wall of a building because there were two big buildings like um like an old school tournament board not a games yeah. workshop one and like it uh, like it like the l like yeah the old nova l's yeah basically yeah. two nova l's in the little board so i could charge terminators into these things without getting overwatched and and then kill them and then hide behind the walls so the tanks couldn't shoot me but then i could sit on the objective and score points it was sort of the okay. tactic i went through and it worked for most of the game uh i was scoring 12s on primaries to start out the game uh, he was scoring eights. I could have been a little more aggressive trying to go after because he had basically his back objectives were being camped by a tank each. And that this is where I think his list, he could have done a lot more to stop me and kill me faster if he had units to sit on objectives and move his tanks forward and attack me. This is where having that sticky objective, I was really good at using that uh, okay. throughout these two events to you know drop a banner, take the objective, and then move away from it and try and go out and push out, take, sit on things, pressure people, keep them away from my objectives rather than just sitting on them um, for bring it down. I managed to kill five of the terminate five of the six terminators and the last terminator or dread dreadnoughts, the dreadnoughts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, yeah. I mean, I, I shot them with, uh, with plasma bikes. They killed two of them by themselves. So nice. the black Knights supercharging plus one to wound all that craziness. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Lovely jubbly. Okay. Uh, highly recommend. Then, uh, the big the big thing was he he got he popped the impulsor he killed all the blade guard but two I tried to started to hide them from him and the problem was in the in the melee between my terminators and some of his dreadnoughts one of his dreadnoughts got out of combat managed to come around the building melta my chaplain which gave him a clear run at the blade guard and then he picked up the two blade guard and killed them and scored fifteen points just like that on his secondary 
Ugh. And that guy only had like four or five wounds left at the time. And the guy got down to, I got him down to one wound by the end of the game. So this one dreadnought was so important and I just couldn't kill him. And if I had, it would have, not to say that he wouldn't have killed them with like his shooting units or something, uh, but to get max points, he has to kill him in close combat. So if he hadn't killed him in close combat, he wouldn't have had that big elite. And if I'd found a way to keep them alive and hide them, that 15 You're points back of the impulsor and move him away or something. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the point gap goes from being a, I lost 86 to 68. Well, you, that unit doesn't die. All of a sudden it's 71 to 68, which is probably a more yeah. fair reflection of how that game played. Cause I, even though I didn't want to play it and I didn't think I would do very well, I was like, wow, I, I killed a lot of stuff and I was in this game for most of it until the very, very end when he finally started moving yeah. his tanks towards me because I'd killed everything. I'd killed five dreadnoughts out of the six of them and was almost finished off the last one. Uh, yeah, and your, your list is not super well set up to no. deal with a bunch of minus one damage stuff. So, um, so that's, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And this is like, so yeah, you got, you scored five points on bring it down or six points yeah. on bring it down. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, so those dreadnoughts are only nine wounds each. So they're worth one point, yeah. right? But that does not reflect the level of effort necessary to kill them. Right. And so, it was one of those things where I thought if I don't score at all, it's because, and I lose the game. Well, it's because I didn't kill anything. If I score really high, it's not, it's because I not only killed all the dreadnoughts, but I started working my way towards those Gravis tanks and tried to, you know, kill one of those. They're worth two. So I kill all the dreadnoughts, kill one of the tanks. I'm at eight, and that's a pretty fair score on that. Because because yeah. one of the things my buddy Chris preaches when it comes to secondaries is do thing play do things that reward you for playing the game. And I looked at his list and went, all right, I'm not going to score a ton of points, but I have to kill all these. But I have to kill them. I have to. And kill it'll them, be yeah. a lot easier to. And sense. I'm going to have to do it in close combat, and I'm going to have to do it in shooting. So I don't want to take Codex Warfare because they're basically worth one point and killing them in close combat anyway. And I can't get that till turn three. And I'm probably, you know, I'm only going to kill one or two with heavy weapons. And then there's going to be a turn where I don't score it at all. Although I didn't realize how effective my belt of bikes were going to be, or my plasma bikes are going to be. And then, uh, hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough matchup. Um, um, it's been a yeah, long weekend, uh... but we get the idea. Like I, I yeah. just didn't, it was a lot closer and I, I don't re regret too much uh, on what I did because I was either going to kill his stuff or he was going to kill me. And like, if I kill all of his stuff and he doesn't get into my backfield, I score a lot more banners. If what happened happened. Yeah. I don't, I don't score him because there's nothing there hmm. to, to protect them. So it is what it is. So, I liked it. It was a good game. It was a great guy. Uh, I was, I was kind of, it was a loss yeah. I could be proud of. Yeah, when you're when you're like, hey, this two models died, and that was a fifteen point swing. I said yeah. that puts it three points, you know, within spitting distance. Uh, and yeah. so if you like don't lose those two guys, and you kill that dreadnought because like one or two dice go the other way, then now you're at a two one to two point difference. Yeah. So, well, I think yeah. in the story, those the guys would have sat someplace else and pulled a banner, but yeah. who knows? Well, and in the in the story, of the prime the games in the story, of the primaries. If you take all the other scoring out, he only wins thirty six to thirty two yeah. on primary. That's that's a good game. Sort of the yeah. same thing going into, or I guess not quite the same, because when you go into a second matchup, uh, the primary isn't as close. Uh, but I still almost scored 30 points on primary, which I don't think is that bad either. So this was against Luke. He was playing Thousand Sons, 
Uh, this was an 85 to 65 loss. This is the guy had double Magnus or had Magnus and the big bird. He had some Zangor squads and then he was running this. I thought this was really cool. It was, so he had, he had this combo where these guys would come in and they would flame you and kill you. And, and he, so he basically turtled his whole army back in the corner. We were playing conversion and he would just like, so send out a, hold try on. And send a squad every turn. By flamers, you mean like the flamers is each the demons or no, like, 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 like the flamer like, guns. Yeah. The flamer yeah, gun guys. Okay. Like not the demons, right. but the Stardays guys with the um, with flamethrower options, yeah, the flame. warp fire flamers. Mm, okay. uh, and this is one where he, this is the guy that was like, wow, those suppressors were awesome because turn one, I popped them up on top of a building and they just set because he had no other his his longest range weapon was his smite basically because he didn't all he had were flamers <laughs> he had no tanks or anything so my suppressors could stand out in the open on this building the whole game and be plus one to hit and be within rerolls of my captain with his nine inch bubble and they would just sit there and just kill all the zangors as fast as possible and because the zangors and some of my guys were fighting over the middle objective i kept i maxed out uh shock tactics in this game just by fighting over okay. the middle objective every turn with this guy. Uh, Codex Warfare did not pan out very well. Abhor the Witch scored very well, and it would have done better so, because I, I got Magnus down to like four wounds, and I got the bird down to like two or three before they finally managed to kill everything fighting them, and basically I had nothing left, and they just started killing all my stuff. So why didn't Codex Warfare work out for you? What, what, what went wrong there? Did you have to uh, advance your doctrine and then kept killing stuff with the suppressors, or...? Yeah, I had to advance the doctrine because of the fact I needed to get two reroll wounds on my inner circle models against the bird and Magnus, and it was because he basically he threw the Zangor's Magnus and the bird at me, and then hit everything else in the back. Which I I knew he could teleport. I knew he had the teleport relic, and he had the teleport spell. Uh, so I tried to spread out really early. Like I sent speeders one direction and bikes, super zoomies the other direction and tried mm -hmm. to spread out and basically say like, you know, you could try and deep strike, but you're just going to be right where you are anyway. And uh, that kept him off me for a couple of turns It all, but it also meant that the things I wanted to shoot with my suppressors never came in view. And I was like, and I just had mm -hmm. to fight Magnus and the Lord of change. And, uh, so did you ever consider using the the stratagem to flip your Terminators into the Assault Doctrine while keeping everything else into Devast in Devastator? I was using um, a lot of my command points to give them Fury the First, and I was okay. trying to keep... Uh, I was... I, I'd at one point I'd used Transhuman, and I just... I did, it didn't occur to me, I'll be honest, uh, but I was okay. using my command points every turn on things, little things that I needed to make sure I was fighting and punching things at max efficiency as, as I could, essentially. Um, like with Fury of the First, basically. So that was okay. the big one. Because I was having to charge in, like charge back into the objective, and I needed the plus one there. Um, oh, that also reminds me, I could have done the one of my captains and stuff all died. I could have done the... the Reroll wounds against her well are they heretics astartes they're not technically yeah. are they so they, they are they're heretic astartes okay yeah so i could use that i'm one i'm those. certain they're heretic astartes because I, I didn't know um, if they were like like arcana astartes or something silly because they're not actually chaos i think i think they have the heretic astartes keyword as well okay um i'm I, i'm not positive you know i'm not like like you know spend money on the positive but it would be pretty silly if they weren't. Um, so. and I, 
And I will point out there was some good sportsmanship in this. I basically spent my first turn like measuring out how I was going to shoot my my plasma bikes into the Lord of Change. And then when, we went, mm-hmm. when I went to roll the dice, he was like, aren't those things only 18 inch range? And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm pretty sure those are. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think you're are. right. And I'm like, all right. So look, I didn't actually move them their full movement. They could actually get within 18 inch range of your bird. It behooves you for me to move these closer to you because now if I do it, they will be unscreened. Uh, and since I literally you watched me for five minutes, like sit here and like measure this out, would you please allow me to move my bikes to where they can actually shoot you? Because I will look really silly uh, about this. And he was like, yeah, dude, whatever. And then later in the game, he did like the same thing. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, you were measuring it out. Like, don't worry about it. Or he forgot to uh, that. And then he like forgot to have Magnus give himself rerolls. He's like, oh, I can't reroll this. Mm-hmm. I didn't give my, I'm like, bro, you know, you let me move my bikes after I did all this measuring, yeah. like, just say Magnus has been procking this the whole game. We are, we're not even going to think about it because Magnus is off here by himself killing all my stuff. Like, let's not even, okay. you know, and so all that right. we, had, we had a very friendly uh, game of like, you know, let's let's not be silly about this. And it it was fun. I Like I said, I maxed out uh, Shock Tactics. If I had managed to get those last couple wounds off Magnus or the Lord of Change, then Abhor the Wish I ended up getting seven. I would have been a lot more there would have been a little bit closer the codex not not the wisest choice uh i guess the one thing that was kind of fun about this game for me was he had a guy on a disc disc of zinch and he moved him out in front of his whole army put him in the middle of the board did warp ritual and then gave himself the move again spell to move back behind his line the old the old eldar tech tactics yeah, yeah. <laughs> i saw that and i went Mm-mm, not having this and so i stayed in devastator took my melto speeder with extra inches moved over his whole over building in his whole army landed right next to the guy with the disc of zinch and was just like yeah three melted yeah all hit all wound you don't save any 13 damage he's dead and mm-hmm. i was like and i even told him i said i know i'm going to score some points now i know you're going to smite this thing to death it's going to die but i can't have you warp ritualing me like that the whole game because clearly that's all this guy's supposed to do so if you're going to warp ritual me, you have to take something that's not supposed to be doing that, like your Lord of Change or one of these occults or one of your um, rubric yeah, squads you're... and waste time doing this That when they're supposed to be out killing stuff. And he was like, you know what? You're right. That was a good play. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to kill him. He's dead. Like he's in the middle of your army, completely surrounded. The speeder is dead, but I can't have this guy bouncing in and out of the middle of the board, scoring points for free every turn. Just can't have that. So. If you ever take Watched, that's a great employment for oh, yeah. Watched. Is like, uh, you know, the Eldar like to do that, or they'll just bounce out, they'll do War Patrol, they'll quicken back behind lines. Yeah. Um, just say, all right, and no. Yeah. Stick around. Yeah. And it's again, so. it's it's this the, this tactic with these land speeders from the first tournament to the second tournament is, yeah, they could go shoot at Magnus and the Lord of Change, but I scored three points off of that essentially because I, or I scored a mm-hmm. various number of points. Cause I not only was that a character psyker, but then it's, so I think that was three points for a poor and I was with uh, it was in codex warfare. I was still in heavy doctrine at the time, uh, but then it stopped him from scoring warp ritual until the very end of the game. So I knocked yeah. off probably eight points or whatever, whatever that maxes out at. He only got to do it twice instead of doing it the whole game and maxing yeah. it out. So very, very important. Um, that so I, got I did check. Uh, Thousand Sons have the Heretic Astartes keyword as well as the Arcana Astartes keyword. Okay. Nice. 
Good to know. All right, so lost that one, but had a good time. Luke, it was it was good. As, and again, that was another one of those matchups where I'm like, man, Thousand Suns are going to kill all my Terminators before I even get to play with them. So, and then I was also, again, trade. I, I sent five Terminators after the Lord of Change, five after Magnus. And I just tried to do what I could, kill what I could kill. And he was the guy, I think I may have already mentioned this, that saw the suppressor. Yeah, I did the suppressor tactic thing. Mm-hmm. He actually, the fact that he actually pointed it out, I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that you, you like that tactic because they were just picking up. Zangors, especially when I prayed plus one to wound on. I'm like, yeah, you're bubble wrapping your Lord of Change. No, we're going to do that. And also with the Lord of Change, big props to Luke. He, The Lord of Change was basically by himself. My whole army was in the middle of the board, and he's like, you know what? I'm losing. If I don't do this, I don't win the game. And he jumped him right in the middle of my whole army and then hit me with <laughs> Infernal Gateway and just started killing everything oh. around him. And, oh. and, and I mean, it was a big move play. It was either jump in there, proc a lot of mortal wounds, and win the game or jump in there, do nothing or only do a little bit of damage. And then the thunder hammers and everything else kill him. And it worked and it won him the game. And I'm like, you know what props do you could have stood back there and been scared and tried to shoot me from far away and just played into my hands. But no, you went, you know what? Big, big, big play. We're making big brain plays. So props to for him yep. for taking a chance and it won him the game. And I can't be mad about that. Uh, last round play went from playing the top table twice to playing the bottom table at the back of the store, <laughs> uh, <laughs> played this guy named Cole. He was really cool. He was playing guard. He was like, man, I hate space Marines. I built this guard list to play space Marines and I've not played space Marines all day. Now I get to. So this guy was like stoked. He's like, yeah, I'm playing you. I want to play you. Let's do this. And I looked at all of his guardsmen and went, yeah, I have suppressors. I want to kill all these guardsmen with suppressors. Let's do this. And, uh, so yeah. And it was a uh, 91 to 49 to me. Uh, part of this is the fact that this Cole guy was, he was just into having guard. He was like, I got guard and I got tanks with plasma and I'm going to kill Marines. And that was his plan. Put all of his tanks in the middle. Uh, this mission was the scouring. <laughs> he put all five of his tanks in the middle of the board and just pushed them up into the middle of the board. Uh, that was his tactic. Uh, turn one, he took both of his chimeras full of guys and blitzed them, advanced them into my lines to try and essentially I blow up the tanks. The guys pop out. He takes my objective and knocks off my banner. That was the plan. Um, but when it not happen- a bad plan, no, oh, it was a great plan, not a bad plan, actually. But, uh, yeah. but what happens is that the bikes are able to screen him from being able to come when they come out, they had to go away from me. Uh, the plasma bikes blew up the chimera, was shooting, and then charged in and started killing the guys. So, again, uh, Ravenwing, Black Knights, I'm, I'm seeing the light, Heath. I've seen the light. Okay, like, this is okay, this is this is this, this is, is the thing. Uh, this is turned into a meme, but yeah. <laughs> it's uh i love it okay uh and and they're good against thousand suns because the corvus hammers damage too so he didn't get to do mm-hmm. all his dust on me so i, I like that yep. part of it too um but they picked them up the second chimera uh i managed to charge move jump over it with suppressors charge into the back of it charged it with two terminator squads and because of the big bases and the fact that i just sat right on top of being within close combat range when i blew up that chimera he couldn't deploy any of the guardsmen out of it so i just killed all the guardsmen inside and he and he and i had to explain it to him because he'd never been in that spot before and he's like wait that's what happens when that happens yeah like if you cannot well there's a there's a stratagem that you can use to keep that from happening the emergency disembarkation oh i forgot uh, is a core stratagem but but yeah that's some old school like fifth edition play where you wrap the transport blow it up everyone inside dies yeah and uh and that's one of those things where he's like hmm, maybe gung-hoing across the board with my chimeras was a bad idea and i'm like not gonna lie 
yes, but part of that is the fact that I've played this game enough to know that I can do that. Um, whereas somebody else would have just charged the front of your tank, it blows up, the guys get out the back, and you get to do what you wanted to do the whole time. Yeah. It's just like you just happened to run into the one guy that knew he could do this and had suppressors to get to the backside of you to lock you in. Um, so that was the big play there. I took Codex Warfare, Shock Tactics, and raised the banners, scored 14 on Codex Warfare. I stayed in Devastator the whole game. I killed characters with speeders. I shot Scardsman Squad with suppressors. I just ran around and picked up models everywhere. Uh, mm, to be yeah. fair, his tanks killed all my Terminators. Like I charged in, tried to break them, didn't really get anywhere. And then they had a, I don't know if it's his, no, they don't have the specific faction, but he had like an acceptable losses stratagem where he could shoot into combat with other things. And he would like just take a second tank and shoot into the combat and put two tanks into the Terminators and kill them. Um, but yeah, the the brutal, yeah the brutal. Imperial Guard. I haven't played Imperial Guard since the Remove book came yeah. out. But the that turret weapon rule is really nice. It seems yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, and so yeah, he just. But luckily, I didn't have to worry about that too much because the thing he really wanted to kill were the Terminators. So he was shoot, yeah. just shooting everything into them. Uh, so this is another game where I split my Terminator squad in half because I was like, well, I'm gonna have to kill multiple big vehicle things, so I need to have multiple trade pieces. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. basically ignored the tanks except for shooting them or trying to punch them in close combat with Terminators and Blade Guard and things. And he killed them all. Uh, but I kind of went around the outside of the board with all my fast shooty stuff and just picked up Guardsman squads as I ran around. Shock Tactics scored 12, raised the banners, scored 10. Uh, he took boots on the ground, no prisoners, and retrieved battlefield data. He got four and retrieved because he only got to do it once. Boots on the ground is he gets points for every table quarter that has a guardsman squad in it and he scored Which is a seven good, that's a good good secondary yeah um and but. because i basically rushed him with bikes and moved up the board into him with speeders and things his guardsman never came forward which is probably what his chimeras with dudes was for yeah but i killed them right out the gate and then pushed into him so they never came forward so he didn't score more than seven as a consequence at that yeah. point yeah uh, he did score 12 on no prisoners against me so he did kill most of my infantry with all of his tanks and that was sort of what was fun. This is one of those games where, like, yeah, I blew him up on the scoreboard, but he was having a good time because he's like, yep, rolling dice on my tanks, picking up Marines. Shoot at that Marine squad, doing, pick it up. Like, he was just doing like, what yeah, I Doing the thing I want to do. Yep. Yep. So he he was having a good time. He won Best Sportsman at the event at the end of it all. Nice. Uh, and I think also because he finished dead last and was Best Sportsman, my buddy Chris, who was the TO played, got second place. And because he's like, yeah, I'm not taking the prize money for my own event. He gave it to this guy too. So this guy got nice. like That's double cool. prize money. Super cool. Uh, so the list overall is competitively is three and three. I had one practice game before this that was a draw, but we went back and rescored it after you pointed it out to me. I technically won by one point. So basically the list is four and three, which to me, that's acceptable. It does what I want it to do. I enjoy it. Uh, I've competed well against lists I don't think I would do well against. Um, it's killed the things I thought I would kill. So, so I'm, I would I'm think that... Uh, I mean, it's an interesting list. Um, so you plan on keeping the suppressors moving forward? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this at CAG Bash next weekend. And we'll see how that goes. The two-dayer two singles haven't done that before. Okay, I've only done like team events more than one day. So we'll see how I feel after I've played basically twice as many games with it as I have already now. Um, and that might have changed going into, you know, I might change it going into Adepticon. Uh, but I, the core concept, I think, 
is fine. Um, I get to be a little bit of a snow special snowflake, which is important to me because I'm not just running tons of terminators. Like the list is different. Um, mm. I'm one of those kinds of people where like people are like, Oh, I'm going to play this. I'm like, well, I'm not going to play that now because you are. And like, like that's who that's just In what a, it is. innovation. Innovations uh, is a lonely game. So, uh, and it's, and it's partly the fact that like in my game group, it was small originally. So like when someone said, well, I'm going to play this, I'm like, well, I don't want all of us to be playing the same thing. So I'm going to play this yeah. just so we have some variety. And that's, I think that's yeah. where that mentality originates from. Uh, but I, yeah, I also am like, you know, I just want to play what I think is good and not that tournament lists, all right, tons of Terminators and Black Knights clearly good. They're winning all these events. Uh, but I've played tons of Terminators and been terrible at it. Uh, the people we've talked to that do it all the time said this is not an easy list. Uh, it requires a lot of practice and very high skill floor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then since I'm trying to get back into competitive playing after basically not playing too much for a year, I was like, I need something with a couple easy buttons. Um, I need something with speed. And some of these Terminator lists is like this. Just it's not me. I've tried it. Yeah. Didn't like it. Um, you you I, don't have the me. speed or the guns to fix your mistakes, yeah. right? Ravenwing, you have to be very precise when you move the Ravenwing list. Your first couple of turns can take a long time, but yeah. Um, but yeah, once you kind of get the the tactics figured out, then I think that there's a lot of uh, they can do a lot for you. So yeah. running into things like Votan, you know, can be a problem because if, if you're banking on a lot of assault cannons and that and that type of profile, yeah. but oh yeah, oh yeah, horrible. So yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Do that. Well, um, yeah. So, so that's what do I you got. think that when Azrael comes out, you're going to swap him into this list? Or you're going to stick with the Primaris Captain, the Relic Shield? Uh, when Lazarus comes out, I think the list or is Azrael. Change. As Sorry, when Azrael, gosh darn it. When Azrael comes out, I just looked at the thing and saw Lazarus written down on my notes. Fine. Um, I think the list will change because... I don't know, maybe not because then everybody's going to run him and run the gun line with the bubble and all that with the de mm. probably with like desolation Marines and some eradicators and hell blasters and all that. Although the hell blasters then... with, with Azrael <laughs> in the impulsor will be a thing. And I'm sure people yeah. will be doing yeah. that. Um, I could e probably easily do that points wise, depending on how expensive he is, because I just drop like a bike squad and throw in he uh, hell blasters. Like there's enough point. Yeah. I could probably drop the suppressors, drop the captain, run Azrael, and run the Hell Blasters, and just keep trucking. The Hell Blasters um, are one fifty for five. Fifty, yep. for five right now. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I'll be the I'll be smug because I was the one who's doing that first. Screw yep. all you guys. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, my my plan is to try and keep a very similar list. Um, just run it, try and figure out all the little kinks. Hence all the notes, and I've been trying to take so I could figure out all the little kinks. Uh, but I'm basically committed to this list essentially through Adepticon. After that, I don't know. But if it does well, I'm just going to keep it. And like you said, like try little things, like little additions. All right, now that I have a Primaris named character that to replace my regular one, he fits in this list a lot better than he used to. So now I'm going to try this instead, and it'll we'll just see how it goes. But having super buff characters. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's been a key. It's been a curse because my captain tried to kill a dreadnought with minus one damage. Not good. Did not work out. No, well. no, uh, that does not work. <laughs> that's not great. But that was done as a last resort, which that it was at that point. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, 
We'll see. I, I still have a bunch of Dreadnoughts. I've got a Redemptor over here. i got a Leviathan behind me. i got two Contemptors. I finished my Primaris Tech Marine. That's the list I want to run. And there's going to be some tournament where this uh, I'm stripping the primer off my Spartan because I didn't like the way it dried. It dried all crackly and looked gross. So I'm going to scrape it and reprime it. But there is a Spartan with as many Terminators and characters as possible in the Spartan list in my future this year, too. Uh, so there, there's some goofy coming. Be prepared, everybody. Yeah, I uh, so I played a, a list similar to that. I just brought something I thought was silly to the game store uh, on Wednesday night a few weeks ago. Ran into a dude named Caleb who had anger on. And I was oh, like, all right, man. let's bang. Let's do it. Um, no, I had... I had uh, Three Dreadnoughts, so a Redemptor, a Derideo, a Leviathan, uh, a Repulsor Executioner, a Land Raider, uh, and then Hellblasters, Asriel, oh. um, and um, I kill and uh, a champion with Reliquary of the Repentant. I killed Angron three times. Nice. I killed him once at range because he's got 18 wounds and, and just, all right, do, 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 and killed him. He gets back up. He can't come down next to where my infiltrators are. Right. And so he comes down someplace else. I shoot him to death again. Okay. Right. And then, uh, you know, then he gets back up. He comes back down, you know, nine inches away, makes the charge, kills Azrael and a unit of Hellblasters. Uh, and then I kill him again uh, with just, just so. Um, the don't think you could trade. Okay. You're going to have to trade into him because he can kill anything, anything, yeah. anything. It doesn't matter. And it does, does not matter. Um, Things you need to wor worry about or be aware of that they can do. So they have a stratagem that called um, gory dismemberment or something, where basically every time they roll a six to wound, I think uh, it does a mortal wound in addition. Ooh. And Angron, Angron could do a sweep attack that rolls thirty dice. Yeah, I see where that's going. Yeah. So um, yuck. <laughs> he he killed Azrael without even having to roll the wounds. He just. Roll, you know, just got there. I was like, oh, look, there's six mortal wounds. I'm like, all right, zoink. Um, they also have a stratagem uh, that lets them do plus one damage to all their weapons. It's called uh, Red Butchers. So their okay. Terminators with the cursed weapons go to two damage instead of one damage. That's real gross. Um, and and obviously the chain axes uh, yeah. can just have so many dice they throw. And then they have the real one is they have a stratagem that lets them fight on death. Any World Eater unit. You're like, I'm going to, so I was like, I charged in him with thunder hammers and I was like, all right, I'm going to kill all these terminators. And he's like, okay, well, they're going to fight on death. now. I was like, well, crap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and so, yeah. Um, but other than that, like they don't have as much speed uh, because they don't have bikes. Right. Uh, those yeah. eight bound are pretty good. Once again, they kill everything. The whole army is just overkill in combat. Uh, but if you speed bump them and you know, keep a lot of guns to, around, like you can deal with them, uh, okay. but you need a lot of three damage shooting, right? Cause the terminators and the eight bound, and you're going to see a lot of eight bound, I think, or you'll probably see one unit of eight bound, right? Okay. Cause they're real good. Right. And they have a five up interval save for their demons. Uh, but Angron, man, holy crap. And uh, the way the blood points work is they get points for, for stuff dying, not your stuff, any stuff. Corn okay, cares sense. not where the blood flows, exactly. only that it flows. Um, so Angron dying gives you two points towards bringing Angron back. <laughs> a, and he needs six blood points to do it. So, um, yeah, it's like one point for killing stuff, two points for killing vehicles. So Angron, he legit came back to life twice, right? And he had enough points to give the entire army, I think, 
uh, plus one to charge. Like, they, they can do army-wide buffs with the blood tithe points okay, that stay active cool. for the entire rest of the game. It's a cool army, right? There's just it's They're just angry as hell, right? And they <laughs> they can do a lot of damage. But, um, yeah, me, I, I think I lost the game by, like, one or two points. Uh, because I'm, I, I'm, I was in the lead and I thought I had it because, but I misplayed that. So he had his, um, jackals sitting on a back objective Mm -hmm. and I thought that they, and I killed them all. And I thought it was, he kept it because sticky objectives, but I had forgotten that only Marine troops, not chaos troops got that. Cause I was going to, I had picked up my infiltrators. I was going to drop him in and take his objective and get shock assault. Uh, and that would have swung the game, but, but I was like, Oh. Oh, oh well. So last turn of the game, I tried oh, to yeah, advance my land raider to get over there and, and take possession of it, but didn't work. So that happened to me yeah. in uh, the game against the Thousand Sun Sky. He specifically didn't put Magnus on an objective and then move him off of it. So like he moved him away from it and just bypassed it because he didn't want me to shock assault it. Yeah, like, he did that on purpose. And I was like, yeah, thanks, bro. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's the quick and dirty about Angron. Nice. Um, you know, the reliquary, the repentance, it works real good. Get it within three inches. It does a lot of damage or it, it you know, amplifies the effectiveness of all your range shooting. Um, and he was, you know, very impressed by the effectiveness of Dark Angel shooting <laughs> as as everyone is aware now. But yep. yeah. So anyway, that's my brief aside on that. Nice. Uh, I think we should move on to the monthly challenge because yep, holy crap, so. we've been going a long time. This is a chonky yep. recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Though. We had a lot to cover. So we got it. We're Let's almost talk done. About. So almost done. Uh, We'll go through this pretty fast, so I've already talked about it. I'll just show you one. I'll get pictures up for the for the mm-hmm. YouTube homies. There are six of these, and I one of them was customized. I got from a buddy with like a three D printed head. No, it was like a Cromlock head. So it was a third party head, and then I took like those incursor are the suppressors. Head. Yep, and then I put yep. like incursor head. The ones I built personally, I put incursor heads on them to make them look a little okay. bit cooler. Uh, and then I picked up this and painted it super fast. But I think this is going to get a run out after Adepticon to replace some of the because this is cheaper than a suppressor squad, and the it has strikes? almost as many sh- huh. uh, has almost as many shots as inherently natively ballistic skill too, uh, and I might have a little more range. But I figured I'd give it a run out. It looks cool. I didn't have <laughs> I, this is this was this was for the collection basically. I was like, I don't have one. I'll go ahead and get one. Interesting. Okay. Um, and All right. I think he has some use. Uh, so that's, well, that's I, what I got. I have... Yeah. Seven of these guys. That's the way to go. Yeah. So five that are new, that were built new from box, and two that were bashed together from stuff I had remaining around the around the workshop. So, uh, nice. yeah, that's that. Um, I have not finished my Dreadnought I was talking about last month. I just haven't had a chance. Ooh. I have worked a bunch of Good. overtime this week Good. or this month. I'm so, glad you said Dreadnought, because I just I okay. said Dreadnoughts. I finally I got him magnetized the way I want, where I just put washers on him. Oh, the I Levi? Got, like, the, yeah, I got, nice. I got, like, the appropriate joints figured out. And look, Keith, look, look at this thing I have. There you go. Look at that. A little graph, oh, look at little that. graph bombard. Yeah. yeah. A so graph now, bombard. So I need to paint him. Now that I've got these, like, the joints that I need magnetized figured out, and I have the right magnets, I, I found some at a store the other day. I picked them up. I can actually finish these. So, uh, nice. yeah, so I'm thinking we need to do a dreadnought for next month because mm-hmm. I, okay. I got the goods now. Well, I've, um, I can get half credit for, cause I've got this, my, my redemptor half built or built, but not painted yet. It's got a base coat on them, but, um, okay. crap. 
I wonder if I can get a if I can get a hold of a Brutalis Treadnought. I don't know. Maybe I oh, will. Between now and then, uh, we might be getting our hands on that. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to spend the money to get that box though. I don't know. I'll talk about it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But you, um, I okay. intercessors. I've already got five done. I've got five more in a box. I don't need five more. But I do. I do. I do have a Dark Angels uh, Forge World Contemptor. There you go. That if oh, I don't, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I do have right. a Dark Angels Forge World Contemptor. Just dreadnoughts everywhere, man. Crap. Let's go. <laughs> so it's, it's the new we'll meta. A, it's the new meta. You heard it. We'll here do a dready. All right. All right. So, we're so gonna lots of community and... interaction. Holy crap! I don't know if we can read all this, but uh, we probably can't. Uh, and it's not the full conversation because there was a lot of little things going on. So I tried mm -hmm. to grab some of the like first comment and like unique comment kind of thing. Uh, so we'll try and do this as we're going. So we had Patrick Burns commented. He was saying we had a great show uh, and excited for all the new changes going into the new seasons. This is going back where we started talking about going into arcs from Niflheim. Um, mm -hmm. He's so he's excited about Nephilim jet fighters. Uh, oh, that's right. Which could be cool. Um, yeah, they have a lot of guns, and they interact well with the Devastator Doctrine and Codex Warfare. Um, still a little unsure about about aircraft with them not being able to come in until turn two, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, if you try it, let us know how it goes. Maybe I'll if I get a chance. I don't know if I'm, how much I'm going to get a chance to play in the next month, but uh, we can see how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. They have a lot of good effective shooting. Yeah. Right. Um, or uh, Alan Percival posted a uh, lot. Thank you, Alan. Had a lot to say. Show. He's been very loyal about this mm -hmm. uh, since he's been on. We'll we'll have to get him back because uh, basically he's got his own dedicated section of the comment section. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Prolific. Uh, so he's got to say about. Uh, let's see. He does. He's a primarily Deathwing player. Uh, you can go back and listen to the episode we had him on. But he says, just food for thought, look at the cost of three-man bike squads with Meltas and an attack bike with multi-Melta compared to three attack bikes with multi-Meltas. Uh, what would that come out to be? That would be... That would be 150 points. Yeah. Because the three bikes are 90 points. The Meltas... The, the multi... Or sorry, the Melta guns slash combi-Melta would be free. Yeah. Right? And the multi-Melta attack bike is 60 points because they yeah. have sought to pay the 10 points. So basically you would get um, you would get more wounds. You'd get one more wound and, a, and a, a fourth model for the same point value. The downside is that they don't have the range. So they right. have a 12-inch effective range instead of a 24-inch effective range. And that is my only... And that's my only... You'd get more bolter shots, but... That's my only real, that's my concern is I like the Meltas at 24 inches and not 12. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because you'd get less Melta shots. Well, no, you'd get eight Melta shots, seven Melta shots, seven yeah. Melta shots at 12 instead of six at 24. And I, I don't know. Um, interesting. It might be something worth looking at. Um because that's one more body that would help with lookout, sir. Um, they're not going to be obsec because no one's going to obsec Ravenwing uh, an Arkham attachment. But yeah, he uh, he also you know is voting against Deathwing Knights. We talked about the value trade there in the last yeah. in the last uh, last episode, um, and I kind of agree with you. Like, yeah, you know, a hundred points for a unit of Deathwing Knights, Vice Thunderhammer Shield Terminators, probably not worth it. Um, but okay. 
Uh, and then, yeah, so Stubborn Defiance. Uh, I mis- I misread the Stubborn Defiance rules. Yeah. You know, I so the, the so Stubborn Defiance has not changed since Nephilim. My my apologies. I did get that wrong. Yeah, there was there was uh, so, a big discussion. There was someone else that brought yeah. that up, and then Alan responded back to them. Yeah, no, that's uh, absolutely the case. So I didn't I didn't get oh, to yeah, the bottom of the in. bottom of the paragraph. Um, yep. That being said, there is another comment here that I do want to talk about. Um, so uh, someone said that uh, doctrine manipulation doesn't count for the purposes of Codex Warfare. So um, if you look at ta- the wording on tactical appraisal, and I got it up in front of me. So it says, until the start of your next command phase, for the purposes of that unit, treat that combat doctrine as being active for your army instead of the active combat doctrine. So that one absolutely seems to me to be uh, like just clear cut. The doctrine is being treated as active for your army instead of the current one. So if you say, I'm in the tactical, I flip him back to Devastator, that seems to count. I, I, I can't see a rule, a wording that it would not count. Well, the and Space it seems Marine intentional one, too, as well, the way that like. Yeah. He, the way that that's in the Dark Angels book. Right. Yeah. So the Space Marine one, Adaptive Strategy, uh, it says, until the start of your next command phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, the Devastator Doctrine, Tactical Doctrine, and Assault Doctrine are considered to be active for that attack. Right. Um, so that one, you know, you, you're in, so I guess, you know, that one is a little different because it, it doesn't say for your army, but it says considered to be active. Yeah. Um, and what says considered to be active, I think there's a you know definitely a reasonable person standard that uh, that that would if it's considered to be active, right? When a doctor is considered to be active, it's you know I don't look man. I, I I think that's definitely I think that would definitely count. Um, if you're concerned about it, you could ask the TO. Um, but I think since it's if it's given you the benefit of the AP, I think it would give you the benefit of something like a, a, the score based on the 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 effectiveness of the doctrine. So yeah. um, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to go down on that or to to talk about more about that yeah. one. But I think it's I think it's I think it works. Um, and the last one being I actually have to turn to this one. Uh, good old brilliant strategist. So brilliant strategist says. Each time a model in that unit uh, makes an attack, if the assault doctrine is active, uh, you know the each time a model in that unit makes an attack, the tactical doctrine. If the tactical doctrine is active for your army, devastator is considered to be active for that attack instead. Uh, the way the wording wor- is on that, it says if it's active for your army, devastator is considered to be active instead. That seems to be it says because it specifies for your army, devastator is considered to be active instead. Um, just the way the English works out there, it appears to imply that it's active for your army. So I think that would work for the purposes of Codex Warfare. Uh, if you disagree, please let me know. Yeah, and but that there was, you go. That was a pretty. I'm just looking through the notes. So that was Alan, uh, Revenant, and Captain Caveman. The three of them have had a pretty healthy discussion going on in the comments about yeah. this very topic. So thank you for bringing this up. And I think I commented in there. Heath and I, we were players. This is we we talk, we do this once a month we don't get everything right. We're just trying to have a good time. And, you know, if we say this is how it is and someone's like, no, that's not, well, we need to know how it yeah. is because we're going and playing yeah, and we no, don't want to uh, get it wrong. So we need to, we need to have this conversation. And if yeah, the no, conversation no one's started is that's your, your is. ego should not be so fragile as to, as to, you know, not being able to handle being rebuked about a rule on a plastic war dolly game. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I said I, I absolutely I didn't I didn't get all the way through that uh, the thing on Stubborn Defiance and absolutely was got that one wrong. 
But uh, if you disagree with the way that we're reading the Codex Warfare doctrine thing, like I said, let us know. Yeah. Uh, so there it's all on the table. But uh, yeah, so I said we're doing Dreadnoughts next month. Yep. Okay. Yep. And for those of you that we didn't quite get to all your comments, like I said, there were a lot. Uh, we've been on this for a while. I'm even considering I'm, might we might do this. I don't know. Uh, splitting this podcast into two parts and do a two-parter for this month just because it is so long to make it easier for me to edit, get everything done, and get stuff out instead of trying to do it all together because we're looking at like two and a half hours at this point. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> I didn't so even that's, realize that. Because normally we go to about two hours. I mean, it's been a great time. which is We, we, we usually do an hour and a half, but yeah. yeah but two and a half hours saying. is a chonky one. So, uh, so we don't mean disrespect anybody if we didn't quite get to your comment. Uh, but we appreciate it. Keep rolling in. Uh, and we'll just see what we're going to do. So yeah, we're building dreadnoughts next month. I've uh, got two, again, I have two more tournaments and there's even more rounds. Like I just did two RTTs and I'm doing a five rounder and then mm-hmm. Adepticon. So that's another six odd plus games. So, or eight yeah. minimum games. So like is next month's going to be chonky too. So maybe we'll, we'll just see where we're at. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do what we can. Um, yeah. So it's it's good. Hey man, look, we got a lot of content to talk about. You guys are killing yep. it out there. Yep. Um, I would like to say so. We've definitely seen the the evolving meta for this appears to be the hammered anvil, right? The yep. the ravenwing speed and the and the deathwing just you know booty on the table with storm shields and thunder hammers. So if there's another style that you have seen or think is being effective or you want us to consider, please let us know. Listen, yep, you know, I'm a I'm a green wing player at heart, and I will and I really want to see that. Alan was talking about that in the comments too. Uh, and Bailey is doing that mixed wing as well. So, yeah, let's innovate and push it forward. And yep. hopefully, uh, once again, we got a lot to talk about, but we'll try and get uh, some of our recurring guests on again in the future. Uh, but once again, we just had so much to talk about this month that we didn't think we would have time to give them the yep. due to give them due diligence. So, all right. So, with that being said, thank you all for listening to this month's episode of the Path to Redemption: The Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Angels Podcast. Our next episode will come out. Uh, hopefully, who knows? Yeah, April, whenever we get a chance. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> with with the tournaments, mm. aforementioned tournaments, and traveling and vacations, yeah. Heath and I might not be able to get together again for maybe six weeks instead of the usual um, once a month. So yeah, we'll, we'll, do what we'll we probably be able. We might be able to record the first week of April because he has Adepticon, and then I have the local Kawaii Con where I'm doing. Um, I'm staff volunteer doing 40k demos. Yep. Uh, and I'll get some see if I can get some pictures up for that, but. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do what we can. Maybe we'll see if we can get a, a shorter episode in the meantime, or like I said, maybe split this one into two. We'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But maybe yep. this will be a meta watch episode, and then a and then a you know Bailey's tournament episode. Yep, yep. And then uh, and so please uh, subscribe, like, comment below if you are watching us on YouTube or listening to us in your preferred podcasting service. And last but not least, we'd like to thank Purple Planet for the use of their music. Until next time, I'm Bailey from Nicholas Wargaming. I'm Heath the Team Table or Hawaii. Stay loyal, angels. <laughs> <laughs>